Willow Talk Podcast. Will no topic is off limits. Now here's your host, Mind Daddy, and Void of Soul. Thank you for coming to the Willow Talk Podcast. Boom Talk Boom. In three, two, one. Boom Talk Boom. Welcome back, everybody. It is I, your host. Ryan West, the host of Neander Talk Podcast, and today is somebody who's on my mind a lot since I first had you on my podcast, which was about two years ago, and I always feel like it was very recently. That's how much you're on my mind. It's probably really? Yeah, it's probably weird for you to have dudes thinking about you. No, but, I'll, uh, I, as long as it's like attached to something cool. Yeah. I was Cam, like, oh, no, this dude owes yeah. me money. Cam F. Awesome in the building. Hey. I wish I had a soundboard. I'd have people clapping. Yay! We can picture it. Thank yeah. you for the applause. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for coming, man. Yeah. Um, let's, for those of you that didn't see or hear the first episode, will you kind of break down real quick kind of, I don't know, how you explain yourself or you want me to give you, you want me to tell you what I tell people? Oh, yeah. Actually, I want to go with what you tell people. All right. I don't want to make this all about me. This is all about you. but It's kind of about me. It's all about you. All right. So I say, I mean, the reason why you're on my mind all the time is because I still can't believe how easily you got over what happened to you. Like your entire life, you had the goal of being an Olympic boxer. And that's your, and I was an athlete. My whole life was soccer. That's all I that's all I wanted to do was soccer, soccer, soccer. And to have a dream like that, a, a, such a lofty, amazing goal that very few people on planet Earth get to get that kind of level of achievement to be in the Olympics. I don't care if it's rowing, ping pong, boxing, wrestling, whatever. It's an amazing achievement that Less than 1% of human beings that's ever lived have, have gotten to a level like that. And then my man Cam F. Awesome gets that. He works his entire, dedicates his life to it, figures the game out, the science, the sweet science of boxing, of not getting hit basically, and boxing kind of boring, but getting the job done efficient, efficiently. Like I'm not getting a hit, but I'm, you know, I'm getting some points. Anyways, the whole thing is awesome. You fight, and then you get there. You get there. The pinnacle of human beings. The, go back to the Romans and the Greeks when they were doing their games. And you're there. You make it. And so what do you do? I'm going to go do some exhibition boxing match in like, like I don't know, Taiwan or, 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 or what, where was it? What was, Azerbaijan. What? Azerbaijan. What is that? It's a country. It's over by Armenia. Azerbaijan? Yeah. All right. So some <laughs> country, you know, I don't know. You go I go to a lot of random countries. So I guess every country is random. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And so you go to this, and while you're there boxing, you have the USADA or whoever the... the yeah, USADA. USADA, who's going to basically wants to drug test you for whatever, and you're out of country... And you can't make the P test in their allotted time. And they say, well, then you're failed. You just failed the drug test, buddy. But you're like, yo, I'm in Azerbaijan. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I was. Yo, I'm in Timbuktu, literally. Boxing, I, which I would assume you're probably... You get drug tested to fight in. Tested there, and you're probably doing it legally and yeah. naturally. But they're like, we don't care. That's not our country. We don't know what's going on. Shenanigans, you have to be here right now. And you weren't able to make that happen. And then they ripped everything from you. And then you're a super positive guy. That's how I explain things to people. I- Oh, I mean, there's a. That's who you are to me. (laughs) In an elevator. In between, like, uh, that last fart, and he's a really positive guy, a lot of heartbreak. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Maybe. uh, But you're doing it, you're still alive. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and you and you're pos- you are positive, and I, 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 I'm sure it didn't happen overnight. Yeah, I got fucked. Whatever, no big deal. Here yeah. we go. What's their next tune? Took a lot of intentional work to get to this point. Uh but yeah, it's like I, you you don't really have a choice, right? Right. You could just move on. Like some people. It's so easy to see it in someone else. Like, think about that person who just has that thing that they just won't let go. And you're like, oh, if you just let that thing go, you'll be so much happier with the rest of your life. I'm that guy. Let it go, bro. Let it go. It takes a long time for me to let things go. Like, I, I'll hold a grudge for... and I'll hold a grudge until I can get revenge on you. And then even then, I still might hold a grudge for And that's, like, that's I, natural. I, I know. I hate it. I Maybe hate that. I, I have been working on it, but, you know, it's easy to slip. Oh, it's so easy to slip. Like, I... I live on a slip and slide. Bro, I build my whole world. I live in my own little reality. Would you like me to explain my reality? Please do. I was just telling people... Yeah, now you go... Take over. I've, okay. I've talked way too much. So, basically, everything you said summed up boxing... Went bye bye, but uh, I didn't get to go to the Olympics. Most people don't. Like I was uh, heartbroken, of course, but like you gotta go move on with your life. Like, so and this is how I deal with my, this. Is how I create my power. This was a long time ago now, by the, the way, right? Yeah, this is two thousand. Actually, twenty twenty was my last chance. I actually went to try out for the Trinidad team. Uh, got my dual citizenship was going to fight, won their Olympic trials and was training. And then the pandemic happened, so they didn't send a team and I couldn't go. Why Why can't you do it again now? In, uh, in the next one, whenever that is, 2024? Uh, oh, I'm, I'm out of the game. Uh, so the reason why I boxed was I wanted spe- something very specific. Now I know what to call it. I call it athlete privilege. Remember in like school... Athletes just got away with extra stuff because they were good. Uh, that yeah, yeah. They get Caught special away with treatment. Some shit. Yeah, you're an athlete. You there's things that you gotten that you you dated outside of your league just because you're really good at a sport. How dare you? You had opportunities, and in, in a I real got, in a I real got, sense, though. I got riz, sir. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you have all the riz in the world, but. You've had, as an athlete, right? You got scholarships. You've had opportunities given to you that you didn't necessarily deserve, right? No, I say, I, I believe athletes earn those. No, no. Um, okay. And deserve them. Yes, because you're really good at a sport. Because you work hard. You're not just, you don't, sure you're woken up, you can wake up and you have some athletic ability, but you have to show up to practice twice It's the a discipline day. that comes with it. Yeah, it's, it's a lot that goes with just the talent. Anybody... A lot of people can have... I'm not describing the talent. 
I'm not discrediting the talent, but athletes get opportunities that other people don't get. They earn. Yes. They earn opportunities. They earn I opportunities. They earn, them. they earn opportunities. So I decided like, I want to be an athlete. So yeah, I looked at, I looked at it as if we go out for a job, it's a marketing job or something. And you have an associate's degree and I have a national championship. It's going to lean in my favor. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. So when I talk about athlete privilege, that's what I kind of mean. It, yeah. You're only losing to a hot chick. So <laughs> in my mind, I was just going to win as I wanted to go to the Olympics because that's like the biggest thing I could win. And I would use for that your resume for my resume. That's it. That that's that was part. That was the big part of it. That's why I won so many things. That was the whole plan. Just for a resume. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not so much a resume. So when I in 2008 when I won my first championship, uh, they give you a form to fill out like height, weight, reach, hometown, and the last question was, "What do you want out of boxing?" And in 2008, my answer, and it's still up on the website, is to be a good role model and have my own TV show. I thought if I was a good enough athlete, they'd give me a TV show. Remember in 2008, everyone was having their own TV shows. That was my 17-year-old mind's goal. Yeah. So, and back then, you know, things change. TV shows aren't relevant. Basically, that was like a, I want to be an influencer when I was 17. But a good role model and my own TV show. And you want I, to be famous? No, I, I think I used to because I thought that that's what I'm saying. I, then you wanted to be famous. N- no that part I, of it. No, I just wanted to be on. Remember the show? All that. I don't know. Bro, I, I th- that's I, I wanted to be on. I there was, there was a little it was bit a Nickelodeon. After, it was after my I was yeah. a little too old for that, but I know of it. Was that Keenan? Uh, yeah. Good when, Burger or something. Is that on there? It's, it's yeah. in that realm. Yeah, yeah. It's that during that time. But when I was a kid, that's what I wanted to do. I didn't necessarily want to be famous. I wanted to be on those shows. And I didn't know how to do it. So I was like, oh, if I'm really good at a sport, I'll get my own TV show. And that's how, like, that was my plan. I didn't know what I wanted to do once I got all this. But I knew when I went to the Olympics, all the doors will open up for me. You're an Olympian, an American Olympian. Yeah. And I chose boxing because I was, I just, I understood it. Yeah. And... I wasn't throwing shade at you earlier when I said you just try not to get hit. Just, oh, that oh that that's the greatest compliment you could give me. Right, that was my only objective. I just, I think from maybe an outsider might hear me say that and be like, oh, this dude's showing throwing some shade at him. How dare! You? But I I said that respectfully. Oh yeah, I took that as a compliment. Thank okay, you. Yeah, like isn't that the whole idea? Is like not to get hit. I mean, you're speaking very well. Yeah. How many boxers can speak as well as you H- are? Here's the thing, though. The boxers who can't, they don't know how much they've declined. Uh, they don't. They can't. They're, they're not allowed to think like that. Yeah, but the thing it's is, it's a protective I don't, mechanism in their brain that won't let them accept that. Same here. I'm like, I wonder. Oh, no. <laughs> I will, No, no. Come on. You just wrote, you wrote a book. Let's, I mean, bring that up real quick. You wrote a book, Becoming Awesome, How to Make Success Inevitable by Cam F. Awesome. Capital F, by the way. Lessons of Resilience that. from 12-time National Champion. Uh, so thank you for the book. Uh, let me see. How many pages is it? You're a man like myself. How much of a commitment is this going to be? 142. It looks easy to read. It's, it's easy to read. It's got QR codes in there. It's a little interactive. 
Uh, but the whole idea is like, yeah, I what's think this I'm, book about it's becoming awesome. It's how to be awesome. So I don't think it's just about becoming awesome. Yeah. All that, right. That, that's basically you're uh, pretty awesome, Cam, Mister Awesome. On my on my awesome days, I am. No one's perfect. Charles, stop taking camera and take some whiskey. <laughs> no. All right. Put him on blast. Don't spill it. What do you think of that decanter? Isn't that nice? I do like the whiskey. Got my last name on it. Yeah, Y'all fancy, fancy. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Sorry, I, we were derailing. We're pouring drinks over here. We're having a I'm good just time. happy to be here. <laughs> All right, Mr. Awesome. Tell me about the book again. Sorry. Uh... Uh, the book, how to be, uh, becoming to, awesome, becoming awesome, how to make success. Inevitable. It's my book, right? Uh, I, I think I'm awesome, but I don't think I'm special. Really? Yes. Sure. Sure. Anyway, you, you, all right, that, I, th- I think everything is just mental and it's like your mindset. Right. So in the book, I explain like the equation to become successful in anything is one plus two equals three. In this equation, you are one. You should always be your own number one. You should always be your biggest fan. You should always believe in yourself. No one's going to believe in yourself until you believe in yourself. One plus two equals three. Three in this equation is the goal, the objective, the outcome. Mm -hmm. That's what you want. One plus two equals three. Two is the hard work. And it's called number two because it's it's the shitty part of the job. It's the part that you want to do. It's the waking up early. It's the grind. It's the discipline. But as an athlete, you understand what that is. Mm-hmm. And so one plus two equals three. I figured out this equation when I was a teenager, and that's what kind of got me into boxing. Uh, I figured out how calories work. And I wanted to lose weight. And in class, we learned how calories work. You consume about 2,000 calories a day. You burn about 2,000 calories a day. You maintain. And the way you lose weight is you burn more calories than you consume. Mm-hmm. So my and goal. If you get fat, you consume more calories than you. You gain. Burn. Yeah, yeah. Then you burn. Mm-hmm. That's when you strip down every diet. It's just different variations of burning more calories than you consume. So in this equation, one, me burning more calories than I consume equals losing weight. And I just decided that that's how my brain works. You had to lose weight. Were you fat? Yeah. Oh shit! Okay. And uh, now I think about, it, I was like, oh, not crazy fat, but I was like, not secure with who I was. I was a little chubby. Yeah. I was a little chunky. chubby. <laughs> a little chunky. <laughs> okay. But like, I figured I just did that equation with everything in life, and the whole idea of the book is if you can fail without being discouraged, success is inevitable. If you can fail without being discouraged, yeah. Because think about it. Anytime you've ever quit something it wasn't i mean failure is going to naturally discourage you no i disagree with that all right you don't you you wouldn't you you don't quit when you fail you quit when you get discouraged um and a lot of people don't start because they're discouraged hmm, you know what i think you might be right yeah discouragement is a motherfucker it's a feeling yeah I think we need to learn to separate ourselves from our feelings. Okay, why? Because goals don't care about your feelings. 
if you say, like that equation, one plus two equals three. Where it, do the feelings come from that want to make you accomplish these goals? Isn't the, isn't that a feeling that isn't that a delayed feeling you're hoping to get to? And isn't that why you're doing it? What do you mean? So I have the, I want to be in the Olympics, and it's my goal because if I do get that, I'm going to be ecstatically happy. It's gonna just it's gonna be the biggest ultimate high. Like holy shit, I did it. Is that why you're doing something? No, that's never why you should do something because that's fleeting. You not might not want to wake up every day and feel that same thing. So it's not going to, that's not something. But if you have a goal of like something, like a big goal, isn't it like, what's, what's the reason for having that goal? Isn't it to feel like you've accomplished it? Oh yeah. yeah, Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, I did it. I did it. Yeah. That's the feeling. Like, Oh, that is the feeling like winning. Oh, that's a great feeling. And you have to sacrifice other feelings to get to that feeling. Yeah. Okay. So the ultimate feeling is winning. I'm trying to work on that, not being it, but yes, that's winning. (laughs) <laughs> that's what it is it's a great feeling but, but it's lose. not but it's not the strongest feeling i think the strongest feeling is losing yeah i think losing hurts so much more than winning feels good bro i was in the airport and this dude approached me and we're talking and i'm halfway through the conversation i can't ask who he is at this point and he looks at me he's like you don't remember me do you uh-huh. and that's always awkward and turns out I had fought this man twice. Oh, wow. Twice. Wow. Wow. Dude, that is such an intimate thing to fight somebody and you didn't remember him. But here's the thing. <laughs> I fought so much. I don't care about the wins. I don't think about I can tell you all 39 of my losses. Those are the things I obsess over. So, like, yeah, losing oh, is the worst. I don't. The wins, I'll win and it doesn't. I didn't even think twice about that. But when I lose, it's like I sit in it. Yeah. And like I work really hard to avoid that feeling. It's the worst fucking feeling. So avoid it. And and like here's the opportunities where you can So avoid why not that. just so then is the ultimate goal in life is to be just successful enough that you don't fail, but not work so hard that you have to win? No. Uh, How about I, that for I, a philosophy I, of mediocrity? Yeah. Welcome to Neander Talk Podcast, the most mediocre podcast there is. I'm not the worst podcast, but I'm not the best. But I'm fine being in the middle because being the worst would hurt the most. I agree, man. Clip it. Resume still better than the lie. A lot of people's rough. <coughs> uh, yeah, there's people that started a podcast five years ago that aren't still at it today. Bro, consistency, man. Consistency. Mm-hmm. Are you much of a reader? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I love to read. And um, I was going to ask you about this book. I grew up reading. I I instill it on my children. I make my kids read 20 minutes every single day. Um, Is that I I have also started becoming a audiobook listener. Is this going to be available on audiobook or is it? it? It will eventually be. What do you need to do for that to happen? Uh, what do I need to do for a happen? I I need to like reach out to a studio. I need to do all that and get that done. Uh, here's a studio. But, You're sitting in a studio. Right I am. Now. I am sitting in the studio. You and know, I'm cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm real cheap. Here, here's something. I everyone's like, hey, write a book. Write a book. Write a book. 
hey, I wrote a book. I don't know what you do with a book. Mm-hmm. Now I just got a book. It's weird having a book. And then also you can't take back your thoughts. Because like, I like the fact that I evolve and I grow as a person. Listen, I have 200 and something plus episodes. I have a lot of thoughts out there have grown. And you look back at some of like, ooh. Yeah. That's all right. It's out there for me to learn from. Yeah. That yeah, like feeling that's is me. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got, you got your thoughts on 150 pages here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, audiobook. Will you be doing? Yeah, that? I'll 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 have to do an audiobook. A few people have have so asked you've for done, it. So you've you've gone the independent route. Yeah, I, I so I even talk about that in the book. I am so big on being independent, uh, and doing everything for yourself, even if it takes you longer to be successful. I'm such a fan of that. Uh, it's like if you believe in yourself, bet on yourself. Now, yeah. not everyone's in that position, right? but if you are, just take the longer route. Like, do things your way. Have complete creatorship, like ownership of everything you create, and learn from your mistakes. And don't, comp- like, yeah, I just see so many people take the bag up front, and then, yeah, so I'm, I'm betting on myself. I always do that. I like that. Um well, anytime you need a studio, like for just come on in and and record it. Like it won't take that long to do. Really? Take, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how it works. I mean, just read it how you want it read. You wrote the thing. You know how it sounds in your head. I you know? I listened to my so, first audio book. Uh, I loved watching TV as a kid. I loved any show that would make me laugh. I loved Saturday Night Nickelodeon, and I dreamed of being on that orange couch with Kenan Thompson it's and like Amanda Bynes. Son. That's what you do. You come in and read it how you want to. Yeah. Even you reading out loud in front of me, that made me feel weird. Uh, I would actually do a lot better if I had my glasses on me. I could barely read that shit. Let me tell you something. How old are you? 35. Oh, my God. A child. I believe age a is a child. construct. If I don't I believe be the 35. If I could be 35 again. oh, I'm a child. Oh, my God. To be 35. I, I so anyways, lo- let me tell you something. I love 35, you still don't feel young. I, I'm 44. My eyes are going fucking haywire. I never I had I had 2015 vision for as long as I can remember. Now it's like I need to like I need to put a flashlight on this shit. I need to like yeah. I find the I gotta put glasses, reading glasses on that blow it up. Oh my God! Don't get old, you guys. If you do, like, have technology involved somehow. I I don't, and no need to explain it. But I never understood twenty five, twenty twenty vision, twenty five. I'm like, can you just number it in a more? Oh, it's super simple. So if you so twenty twenty means if you see something at twenty feet, that's how it should look at twenty feet. That see that doesn't make sense. If you're twenty feet away from um, the door. The door. How about like becoming awesome? The yeah. title of your book right okay. here. If you could see that from twenty feet away, yeah, and that's how good it would look for most people at twenty feet away. But most but people- some people, I had. So here's what I had, Cam. I had twenty fifteen. So go fifteen feet away from that, and at something at twenty feet looked like it was only fifteen feet for me. So it looked even closer. My eyes were so good. Something at twenty feet looked like I was only fifteen feet away. Because I had really but good eyes. Let, now I'm at like fucking 2050. Like it's if tw- something at 20 yards looks like it's 50 yards away. I can barely fucking see it. 
Does that make sense? It it makes sense, but it it's still it. I feel like it's it's like Fahrenheit. It doesn't really. It's not acceptable. And also, it's a very subjective. This is what I think it should look like. Like the average the average also, person. Also, how do you know the average? Like, re- so when they take the eye test, the A C D F E. You know when you take yeah, the eye test. Yeah. Everybody should see the A perfectly clearly at twenty feet away. Everyone but if should. you right, but if your eyes are so bad, you have to get five feet away to see that that A. You're twenty five vision. So that means at twenty feet, most people can see the A at twenty feet, but your eyes suck so bad you can only see it at five feet. But I, it's I don't know. And, how and your vision was so good. It was closer than yes. 20. So I see, see that shit. to me is silly. So I could see a smaller A. I understand what it at means. twenty feet than you could, or or not someone that was twenty twenty. Yeah, like someone at twenty, someone from twenty yards away couldn't see that A, that smaller A, but I could. Yeah, at twenty feet. I don't I, know. I, I, I and you know maybe because it's hard to judge vision, but I just think it's, it's a, not hard it's to judge silly. vision. All right, I. This is such bad podcasting, but yeah. who cares? You can edit. If all I this take out. an A, the letter A, and I sh- here it is. It's three inches tall, and at twenty feet, you I, can I, see. I, it. I understand it, bro. I I hundred percent understand. But I, when I shrink it, so make it three inch A. Make it a one. Can you see the one inch A from twenty feet away? No, you can't. But I can. I'm proud because of you, man. That's what 2015 <laughs> is. I no, I I started this off by saying you don't need to explain it. Like I get it. <laughs> I know, but I wanted to explain it. I'm like, this is people interesting love to me. explaining it. But I'm telling I, you, because I it's think it's still, cool. It, it's it, I is yeah. To me, it's cool. I think okay, that's where it is cool <laughs> though. I love finding the answers to things. I love Google. Hey. Hey Siri, give me the answer on this or that. I I Here's want my answers problem. on things, and I, I want to know why. I have this thing where I don't admit that I don't know something, so I don't even check with Google. If you ask me something, I will confidently give you an answer. Oh, don't do no. I've been working on it. I've been working Dunning on Kruger, it. Dunning Kruger, don't fucking do that. You you get a lot of people into trouble. I you don't have kids, so that might maybe. Be a All my friends know that, but if my kids ask me something and I don't know, I'm like, I have no idea, dude. Let's figure that out together, and then we learn about how we can figure out how we can learn that. You probably learned so much stuff. <sighs> yeah, I do. I like to learn, though. Like yeah. I like not knowing shit. What what kind of books do you read? A lot of nonfiction and science fiction. I love a good science fiction book. Um, I, I've list, I, I grew up reading everything that Michael Crichton's ever written. Um, if I've read a lot of a lot of books. My grandpa was a playwright. My grandpa loved. Re- I never saw my grandpa n- never have a book, never not have a book. He was always reading something. He stays strapped, and he would always give me for my birthday, for St. Patrick's Day, for Valentine's Day, for Christmas, he would always send me a book or give me a book and he'd write a little inscription in it and sign his name and I'll, and whatever he I got one over here. Anyways, so I reading is my part of my culture. I like that. Um and so knowing that if I can recommend one book to anybody to start reading, it's a series of books, but the first book is called Red Rising 
by Pierce Brown. Fucking phenomenal. It's a science fiction book. And it there's many books and it's still not he's still writing books in the series today. There's at least six or seven books in the series, and everyone is so good. Think Game of Thrones meets Hunger Games. Like it's God, it's fucking good. And it's science fiction y. I never got into the science fiction. Okay. Yeah. I can I can do it because I can suspend just enough disbelief to think that this could easily happen in the future. I see people who are into it and I I want to get into it, but I'm I, not a Star Wars guy. Don't paint me in that block. I've never seen a Star Wars movie. Uh what? I You're not missing much. He ain't missing much. I'm, I'm gonna wait till they finish the series and then I'll start. They're finished with the movies. Yeah, that's what I did. Uh, Charles, I never watched them either until all six of them came out. Cause it, so when the first ones came out, was it the 70s or 80s? That was in the 80s. 80s, it came out episode four, five, and six. Yep. And then in the early 2000s, it that's came one, two, and three. I waited for all those to come out, and then I rent, rented and watched one, two, three, four, five, six in succession on how it was supposed to go. And it was cool. I, I plan on watching it. You can do it now. Uh, I Wait, should, one, I, two, three, four, five, six is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're on Disney Plus? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got Disney. You want to come hang out with me sometime? <laughs> we can do a, we can even probably do a podcast about it. Or like we a could live stream it's, it. I, I know we a could, lot of no, the references. They're very. I'm, I'm, I know a lot of the references uh, of litigious. Star Wars. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I see people who are like super into Star Wars and they dress up and stuff. And like, I, I just, I was never that person. I never found anything that like. I love that much, and like I'm just. Do not... people tell you you could be a Jar Jar Binks? I don't know. But look at his hair. I don't get that reference. Wow, Charles gets it. Everybody listening to this gets it. Google maybe, it when you get home later. Maybe not everybody watched Star Wars. No, no, everybody's watched Star Wars. <laughs> Everybody's watch it. We could do that. You could come over. We could watch one episode and podcast about it. We could do like a Star Bro, didn't Wars. Did you start this by making fun of Star Wars people? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of, but not really. I don't make fun of them. It's just, it's just not my thing. Sorry, I, I, we got I'd, we got derailed, didn't we? I'd like to get into it. All right, so we've gone. So the audio book, we're gonna try and get you to do. Oh yeah. <sighs> I know I saw you recently. I didn't say hi to you. Ouch. Did I not? No, it was. I was at a comedy show at Barrel of the Bottoms. And I was sitting in the crowd and you were sitting up with like the comics and stuff wow. kind of separately. And I was like, oh, that's KMF Awesome. I wonder if he remembers me. I bet he doesn't. Like eh, if, if he walks by or something, I'll say hi. But that never. And I didn't make. Uh, I didn't take a point to go up there and introduce. I don't know. Sometimes I get a little social anxiety. I was like, I don't. I guess maybe that that failure thing. I don't want to go up there and be like, he doesn't oh, remember foolish. me. Uh, but Not, would you? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I'm terrible with. That's one of my things. I would you have I, remembered me? I would talk to you enough to try to piece it together, but no, not off the bat. And I'm terrible with faces. 
And my thing is, I never like making anyone feel like that. That's all right. I don't take it personal. I know, but still, it's like weird to me, and I try. Well, it happens to me, too. I've had people on this podcast. I had somebody just recently come up to me and was like, they were on my podcast. I didn't know or recognize them at first. And it took me a minute after they were talking. It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course I remember you. Oh, yeah, I remember. Blah, blah, blah. blah. How is it going? How is this or that? I can remember the com- parts of the conversation I had with some people. It's crazy. Yeah, when you have this many. Yeah, when you see as many people. Yeah, and but the thing is, like, I never want anyone to think, like, ooh, can't think. So, like, I, I make a genuine effort to, like, remember names. and But then I'm, like, in a city for, like, once a year for like three weeks and I run into the same people and like, you don't remember me from last year. And so I, I try to be good with that, but I miss, I miss the pandemic where everybody's name was at the bottom left. Yeah. What's that mean? I I could confidently remember people's names. I'm terrible with names. Okay. Yeah. I just did uh I spoke at uh, an event today and like, there's so many people that I, I saw and I, I, I was grateful that everyone had name tags because they're people that I know and I should remember their names, but it's been like four or five years. And what if we did that? What if as a society, hear me out, you guys, what if as a, don't be falling asleep on me, Charles, this is season. This is your first episode of season four. If you, if I look over and you passed out from the whiskey and extracurriculars, don't you're not invited back for any more episodes on season four. You keep your ass awake over there, all right? Cheers to staying up. How about Cheers that? to staying up. This guy, <laughs> this guy has been known to pass out. I'll look over and he'll be. Pa- I'm like, who's switching the camera? What angle are we on? <laughs> um, fuck. Where were I? I forgot my train of thought. I was going down a good road. No, you were talking about. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Seeing people. Mm. Seeing help. people, recognizing people, the fact that you had name tags. Oh, did, okay. As a society, wouldn't this be cool? Is if if you were someone that goes out often in the town or city, you just put that sticker on your left chest, shoulder area that says, Hello, my name is. And you can put on there KMF awesome, you know. Maybe I would put Neanderthal, bro, it'll on just be there. QR codes. And like, no matter what, you just always have that. Like, what if as a society we just started doing that? Someone listening is like, "This, this is the new world order." <laughs> we walk I, around with tags on us, but they're but they're, they're microchips. But you, no, no, no. It's just a piece of stick. It's just That's a how sticker. It starts. Right. That's how it starts. But I like it. Yeah, I'll get you comfortable with that. I would love that. Oh shit. What's up, Jamie? What's up, Jessica? Brooke, how you doing? Charles in the house. <laughs> and after a while, you'd be like, oh, shit, you were here last week. I remember you, Charles. I don't even need your name tag now. I just remember. Yeah. But I think that'd be kind of cool. Maybe bring us closer together. Nah, I don't want everybody to know my name. Why? You wanted to have your own TV show. You don't want everybody to know your name? Yeah, that's I when I was I want everybody to know my name. That's when I was a kid. Now I realize, oh, I'm so- oh you... You could be successful and no one knows who you are. Because only all the successful people I saw were were famous. And I thought that's what I needed to be. And I was like, oh, I don't. I have no interest in being. I don't really want people. I, I'm not hiding from people, but I'm cool just being not known. Oh, I would yeah. love to be famous, Cam. Right. I, when I was a kid, yeah, but it doesn't seem that appealing. 
I think it'd be cool. Like, do you want, would you rather be rich and unknown or famous and middle class? Hmm. Rich and unknown. How rich? Uh, upper middle class. Or rich and middle class? No, no, oh, no. no. Uh, up, upper. Upper class. Upper class? Elite. What does that mean? I, I guess. What does that mean? Do I have a private plane? Do I have a PJ? Actually, yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here's the thing, though. If I'm so rich, I got a private jet. Then I'm going to try and get famous. <laughs> like, a, I don't know. Do you know how many people have private jets that aren't famous? Because they don't want to be. But I'll be like, yo, check this out. This is so fun. Like, I don't know. I've, I know. It's not, I, I, I've had just enough to drink. And it's season four. And I'm feeling loosey-goosey. I having like a it. good time. I like it. I Cam F. Awesome. I want. I would love to be famous. Why? I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun to go to a bar. You're like, oh shit, that's that's Ryan West. Did you hear who he? He just had Cam F. Awesome this week. Did you hear that fucking episode? Bro, let's go buy him a drink. Let's hang out with him. Let's take selfies with him. So, right? and I'm like, yo, come on, let's do it. Let's like, you so, ain't buying me drinks. I'm buying you guys drinks, and I buy them drinks. And we're having what? a good time. It's like I'm rich, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I want to have fun. I don't know. So I here's just, this: I wear AirPods, and I'm not listening to anything. Why? And sometimes when I have them, because I just don't want to talk to people. I do that at work. And I'll hear like, oh, that's the boxer guy or whatever. And it makes me uncomfortable. I'm like, uh, I would much rather you've not known. So to be even called out for it or sometimes like, yeah, that doesn't. Called out for what? I'm, I'm the boxer gonna... that compared himself to Taylor Swift. You were trying. Well, that was probably when you were trying to get famous. Yeah. And then I figured out, no, you can do you can do well for yourself and. Be off the radar. Okay. Well, no, I understand that too. But I understand that there's different personality types that like certain that want to. But also, I I changed my last name to Awesome, so I'm not running from attention. Well, that's kind of my point. Yeah. Like you're slightly hypocritical. A little bit. But but maybe like once you get to that part, maybe you're like, oh, it's not as cool. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool. Like sometimes I do go. I see the benefits of it. I go. I sometimes I do go to places and I do get recognized or my voice gets recognized. How does it make you feel? I love it. Really? But I. But I'm humble enough to be like, oh, you probably just know me from Instagram. You don't. Re- you're not really a fan. You don't really listen. Like I have that negative part, but it is like, oh, cool. You rec. It's cool. I like to be like, oh, what's up? Because I like. I'm an introvert. But if you come up and talk to me, like I'm down and I will talk to you and I like that shit. Like I like to talk. I like conversation. And so if you don't know me, but you recognize me from the podcast or whatever, and I don't, it feels good to me. Yeah. I don't know. Also, I had my biological father left me and abandoned me. So I'm sure. (laughs) Sure has something to do with it. I'm sure there's like some kind of imprint on me that like kind of seeks that or like enjoys that. Yeah. And I'm not too big of a man to. Bro. No. Acknowledge it. Yeah. And want it. You know, suppress that shit, bro. Suppress it, bottle it, push it down. And you know what? You're not hurting anybody. You're earning your attention. Yeah. You can earn attention. I think attention's a currency. Yeah, I think so too. And people pay it. You you can earn attention. You're doing a podcast. You're you're how many years in? Consistently? Five-ish. Five. So yeah, five, when yeah. people see you, you deserve that's the recognition you get for putting the work in. Uh 
Oh, and I think to when you started, you asked like how I was able to barely go to the Olympics and not end up going and be okay with it because I never identified myself as a boxer. Yeah. Like I never, I never thought of myself as a boxer. I think it's so cool that like there are fighters right now that I know personally that are like fighting on TV and I'm like, Oh, he's my roommate back in the day. And like, I think it's cool that I, those people know who I like, but I never saw myself as one of those. That's crazy. Cause you were. Yeah. I just never saw myself as a boxer. How about now? Do you look at yourself now like, holy shit? Like, Uh, now I look back at like, I'm like, who, like, who was that? Who was that? I look at like my old fights, like, I'm getting there with a dude like twice my size. And like, in my mind, I was sure I was going to win all the time. And yeah, looking back at it, I'm like, I'm on edge. I know what's going to happen in the video, but I'm still like scared for me. That Uh, makes sense. It's like a whole different person. Can you coach boxing or were you those that do do and those that can't teach? Uh, or can if, you, if, if I'm a, if I'm, if I'm a coach, could you teach me how to like box for a match? If I were to challenge somebody, could you give me like a six week camp to like handle myself enough in the ring to beat somebody? Or what about eight, eight if, weeks, six if, weeks, eight weeks, whatever the time is, if what do I, I can. I would train you to be a fighter, not to be a boxer. Like the okay. mental part of it. Because okay. that's that's how I won all my fights. It had nothing to do with being a boxer. I was fundamentally unsound. Sure, but you got to know how to hit a guy and block a punch. Yeah, that's secondary. Because eventually. Look, I've got the mind right. That's, all right? that's what everybody thinks. I've got and, the heart of a lion. You don't want a heart of a lion. No, no, no. That's how people get hurt. That's why I never got hit. Those tough guys. All I right. throw that out the window. I got the heart of a Ricky Ticky Tabby. What is that guy? You know, Bro. Ricky Ticky Tabby, uh, the mongoose. Just. I don't get hit by the snake. I just dodge him and go. Bah! Get him. <laughs> Ricky Ticky Tabby, the mongoose. He gets some cobra snakes. <laughs> Did you see the head movement, Cam? I'm impressed Come with on. the head movement. <laughs> You saw it. You didn't see that coming. <laughs> Watch this on YouTube, yeah. gentlemen and ladies. <laughs> Buy me a beer when you see me. <laughs> Say what's up. <laughs> I caught you yeah. off guard. I caught yeah, you flat footed. Caught me flat. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Favorite boxing movie? Uh, I I usually uh, I don't don't like boxing movies, but the one with uh, you don't South like Paul? boxing. Jake yeah, Southpaw Jake Gyllenhaal. Is a yeah, that was movie. that was yeah. Uh, and Creed. But it's just I'm biased because I just love Michael B. Jordan, so I don't even know that my opinion doesn't even count on that. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, but here I I Rocky two guy. I uh I I'm I'm not a fan of the Rocky movies. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Too uh, slow? No, it's it, it's a bad. 
It's That's because the opposite of how you boxed. He was just in there getting whipped. I, it's a bad whipped. image of what a fighter is supposed to be. And that's why people have this idea that fighters are supposed to be stupid. <laughs> is because he had like a mental deficiency. And they're still letting this right. man fight. And like, <laughs> no sports commission is going to step in. But whatever. <laughs> and it's like he was... He was like a Digimon. The more he got hit, the stronger he got. And it's like, that's not how fighting works. And you get so many people who get in there like, I got the heart of a lion. I'm like, no, that's not real. He it called actually, me out. He called me out. And and for me, it's just like, I just took common sense and I took intelligence to fighting. I'm I love not, that. The sweet I'm, science, right? I'm not even that athletic. Get out of here. Don't, prob- that's the humility of you. No, trust me. I'm not anything humble. I'm Mr. Awesome. But... Like I, I went to the judges and I interviewed the judges and asked them, what are you looking for in a fight? Okay. And I got, and I understood what they're looking for and priorities of what they're looking for. What did these judges tend to look like? Like, what do you mean? When you were interviewing these judges, what did they physically look like? Oh, all all different shapes, sizes, age. You got judges who are like eighteen. You got judges who are in like seventies. All different races. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, I have and, no idea. Oh, I'm, and I'm these very are unfamiliar with. Oh, and these are all volunteers, and they're great people. Uh, what's up? Most of them, you know. People. And are they fans of the game? Like, what makes a judge become a boxing judge? They're usually like a uh, a coach around here, and then they get involved in the sport. Okay. And start judging and refing on the local levels. Okay. And if you judge in, on the local levels. And so you go up to these judges and what are you looking for? I, I asked them, hey, what when you're judging a fight, what are you looking for between the two fighters? Because boxing is a subjective sport. Right. And wow. They, here's the things that they were looking for. Wow. Uh, they go for the boxer who looks least tired. Okay. That makes sense. So to me, I, and in my fights, no matter how tired I look, my chest in the air. I look like always I'm having a good time. Po- yep. Always got, yeah. And smiling. Good posture. Oh, oh, I look wow. comfortable. And I, that was a part of the game. Second thing, they liked uh, clear uh, clear shots. They don't care how hard it lands, but if it snaps someone's head. That was the number one thing they would say. So the only two punches I really threw were jabs that would snap your head back and an uppercut that would snap your head up because they're looking just to see head snap. I never had to punch hard. Those were little pop shots. That's not hard to do? No. And the hard shots are like putting your muscle in them. Your hips and your muscle and shoulders. That's just when people get tired. That's why everybody's I'm going to knock your ass on the fucking canvas. Yeah, and so that's the approach I took to fighting. And granted, I will say I was in a very easy weight class. Like, when you think about it in America. What was your weight class? Heavyweight. That's e- it's easy it, for fast. It, it, no, it's easy right? in boxing because it's it's less competitive. Because there's not as many big people. The big people are in the NBA and the NFL, right? All of those athletic beasts, like all the like LeBron. If LeBron James had gloves on since he was eight, do you think anybody would be fighting that man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> We're lucky, like LeBron James. If I, would, I you know, that's so fun. I've always said the same thing as a soccer guy. Being like the best athletes in America aren't playing soccer. That's why we don't get the World Cup. Yeah. If you, could you imagine uh, an 11 squad full of LeBron James out there just headers, doing headers all fucking day yeah. against these fucking, uh, who's the best guy? Messi. Uh, Lionel Messi is like five foot six. Get out of here with yeah. our six foot nine dude just heading it the whole way like it's. Yeah. 
Oh, also, I'm not trying to shit on the the heavyweights, but it's just less of a competitive weight class than, let's say, a 152 pound weight class. That's that, where the athletes are. That's where the like the high competition. Right. Sometimes I would go to tournaments and the weight the weight class wouldn't be full. So let's say there's only like 24 people in this weight class, but the 152 pounders there's like 40 people in their weight okay. class. Right. So I was just in a easier easier weight class to be able to pull off what I did. But I don't think I'm necessarily special. I just kept doing it. I don't have the greatest winning percentage. <laughs> I had 39 losses, but I got over 400 fights. You've never been knocked out, though, right? Never been knocked out. But how many people did you knock out? Probably like uh, knocked out like unconscious. Yeah. Probably like four or five. Really? Not many compared to how many fights I have. That's like nothing. So it's all TKOs. Oh, yeah, TKO. So what I would do is I would punch someone. So I would run from you until you're too tired to defend yourself. And I would just punch you with light punches it's until you can't defend yourself. Yeah. And the ref yeah. will come in. and My neck keeps getting thrown back because I'm so yeah. tired and it's only the third round. The ref will give you an eight count. And because you can't defend yourself, the ref will come in and it'll be like almost like a, you got dropped. And then if I get three of those in a round, I win. That's a disqualification. <laughs> I love it. I love gaming a system like that. I do. I really appreciate the hell out of that. Just yeah. like it's kind of like the lawyer in me, like just kind of it's kind of gaming it. Like I'm playing by the rules. Like I know it's not how. Yeah. Oh, here's another thing. Most I would people do. would play this game, but I'm going a little bit of a different way. <laughs> and I'm Wait, like going to beat you with huh? fucking. Huh? My bad. Oh. Uh, was the game was the game like that like the rules and stuff like that when Mayweather was fighting? Uh so in, in the amateurs they have a different uh the Olympic level they have a different judging system. Uh but and but it's both subjective. Right. It's who hits who. When I first got into boxing, that's when it was you points. leave that and that's why there's people that say don't leave it to the judges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know how hard it is to knock out knock a person out that's expecting it? Like I don't know. I, and especially I was a smaller heavyweight, so it was like I'm fighting these really big dudes. I you, you got you got sixty pounds of me. I'm not knocking you out, but I will run from you while you try to swing really hard. And once you're tired, I'll throw a bunch of punches until you can't defend yourself. Do they hate that? I'm so annoying. You gotta I, be. I'm so annoying. Here's you're another, like a little mosquito. That that was the I whole fucking was like God damn. This. God, uh, no, God, I, just, I just caught malaria. I can't lose. I'm yeah. not, you know, I just caught malaria. Like he's just tagging me here and there. <laughs> so here's something I would do at nine rounds or twelve rounds. I'm gonna die of a slow death of malaria. Like he ain't knocking yeah. me out, but he's gonna annoy the fuck out of me. <laughs> if you like, if you're throwing a hook, I could counter your punch. But instead of counter your punch and trying to hit you back, I will duck under, grab your hips, and twist you around. All right, listen. Here, here's why. Let me finish. Okay, yeah. I will then pull you from behind and hump you. Not, 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 not big and hard, but slow. I'll pull you in slowly, Enough and you'll feel my cup on your butt. <laughs> and here, here's why I would do that. Because Dude, the, you can't do that. The ref will separate us <laughs> and warn you for turning your back to the action. Damn. Jeez. If I get you to do that three times in a round, that they deduct a point from you. Is this in your mind dirty? No, these are the rules. I know it's the rules, but you're like playing it in a way that people don't really play it. Who told them not to play it that way? All right, but uh, the culture. The culture is like, no, we're going to stand in a square and bang. That, 
then you don't have to like here's the thing I'm, I know you don't have to I'm not I'm not athletic enough or I'm I can't Damn. compete with anyone on that level so you figure out all the rules to the game no matter what it is in life all right I understand there's a way to get around it I do trust me that's the lane I drive in all right I love that fucking lane but is there a part of you like fuck I do wish I was in that lane I know this is the right lane but fuck that lane is fun and that's where the eyes are and like like let me get into that my ego wants to be in that lane no I have my own lane I look at other people who do things and I, I don't <coughs> think like oh, I think I'm doing what you're doing my own way I won I know but the culture and the numbers in inside of that lane is that's the fucking that carpool lane is full over there and you're in this like you sh- yeah flying past the carpool lane but that's where the everybody you have no that's where my ego is like fuck let me all right motherfucker cuz my ego is like all right motherfuckers I can beat you this way, but I will show you that I can bang. And I'll come in that little square, and I'll still toe-to-toe with you and bang. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Yeah, Trust no. me. Obviously, it's wrong. Here's here's what I would do. But how do you get over How did your ego get to that point where, like, no, fuck that. Like, I won't bang. Because I, that's why I I have control of my own ego. Yeah, right. I and don't. you don't have control over yours. How do I get control of mine? No, no. And this is how If we're fighting, this is how I think. I think I have control of my ego because I'm I'm a I'm not just a better person than you. I I'm a better fighter than you. Yeah. I'm a better father. Oh my god, kids. he's killing me. That's <laughs> when when we're fighting. That's how I'm just right. telling you how my brain works. Yeah, and I know I my ego okay. is better than your ego. And here's how I'm gonna pull your ego out though. I fight in a pink skirt, and I'm in your face. I'm no, not that's rubbing you. it in, motherfucker. No, because I want no you. Here, fuck so that. Here's 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 how I'm controlling your ego. Once I turn you around and I hump you from behind. Everything you've ever learned in boxing is out the window. I want then to you, kick your ass right now, motherfucker. And then you start to, then your game plan falls apart. On a right. serious note, no, no, I your know. Your game plan falls apart. And now I'm in your head. Right. And now you're trying to catch up, but it's too late. And now you know I'm better than you in every part of your All right, life. All right, here's where I'm going to come back at you, you son of a bitch with my ego. You're lucky we got a referee right here and we have these stupid boxing rules. Bro, do you know how many people we try to fight me? Street, I'm bringing you to the ground and I'm choking your ass Bro, out. do you know how many people try to fight right. me after a fight? Ooh, I'm going to snap into it. You don't know what I got. I'm going to throw the people's elbow on you. I'm going to throw the stone cold stunner. <laughs> you know how many people want to fight me after fights? Right. Because I, I'm... I'm not an aggressive person in real life. but I don't we, know who would really actually want to fight you. You're such a sweetheart. But in a boxing match, I could, I could. my job was to get under your skin. Right. Plus it sells tickets. Uh, no, no I, that wasn't why I did it. We didn't really sell tickets. It was just psychologically I needed to break you down. Sun Tzu, the art of war. Yeah. And now I'm starting to understand that. Uh, I did a girl she would call it black magic because I would put things in. I'll put things in your head. I like that. I yeah. love that about. I love that shit about when fighters do that. Yeah, it's all. It's it, it was my game plan. Sometimes when I would get in, some dudes did not like that. They didn't affect them at all. Some dudes were just there to fight. I was like, God damn. Nick Diaz and the Nate yeah, Diaz of the world. Talk all the shit you want. I'm still gonna give you a no. beat down. There, there's some people that I I beat them before weigh-ins, and we get in the ring. It's just a, it's just a procedure now. By the way, I'm just playing devil's advocate yeah. here. I love your style i'm just 
Oh yeah, just I mean, give me yeah, another yeah. perspective. Yeah. Like I love this shit. I'm I'm on your side. Yeah, I love that uh, shit. I love working somebody, getting in their head. Yeah, and but that that was my strength. That's the I, I didn't have that tough guy thing. And if I would put my head down and like go toe to toe with somebody, it wouldn't work out in my favor. Never. <laughs> Not with a heavyweight. No, I like I was small for my weight class. I'm bro. I'm six two. Yeah, but a, is like, a one fifty gonna really piece you up? Like what do you mean? Like like no, a one fifty two? No, I'm, but I'm fighting. Dude. I'm I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like you might be a little bit. Less, yeah. If you got in a real fight with a with a real heavy with a hev- not a real heavyweight, not that you're not a real heavyweight, yeah. but a stereotypical heavyweight, yeah. yeah, they might fuck you up, yeah. But they like, might, but I'm like not a, rolling that b- dice, bro. But a middleweight or a light heavyweight, but I'm not you're probably a middleweight, and like you mean on the street, yeah, yeah, wherever. Oh. No, I would never fight on the street. Oh. I would run. I would turn my back and run before I were to ever fight on the street. I love that. Your hand is still classified. No, not because no my hands are classified. I am thing. terrified of prison. Uh, <laughs> right. I don't, I, as a kid, I didn't like being on timeout. I ain't trying to be on timeout right now. I follow the law. I pay my taxes. I don't want no problems. Fighting, you, I don't even get a trophy for beating you up. Let's say you and I fight. I would not fight you. But let's say I like you. I do like you. First of all, you don't know who knows jujitsu. You take me down. Everything I learned about punching is useless. Well, that's now I'm at your mercy. If you and I ever did get in a fight, my my goal is to take you to the ground. I'm fairly confident I can make that happen. Yeah. But I don't want to do it because all you have to do is catch me once. Yeah. But also that it's so unlikely to be caught that one. And also I'm let's say I do I do hit you, your head hits the floor, you die. I go to jail. Let's also say I hit you, I knock you out, I steal your sneakers because I'm going to. I'm going to take take yours as well. But then after that, it's like, oh, can't beat up somebody who can't beat up somebody who can't just beat somebody up. A podcaster. Can't beat up somebody. This fucking little fucking 44 year old white dude. Or let's say you win. an elderly man. Let's say you win. Oh, that's fucking great for me. I might beat you up after this episode just to get some clout. <laughs> so tell me where it benefits me to fight. Right. And I took this approach, my, that logical approach, with boxing as well. Like I looked at things like, okay, I can't go toe to toe with you. And I knew I had to be in better shape than you because if it's close, I don't want to look tired. Right. I got to smile the whole time. I mean, have you ever had a rival before? Ooh, have you ever had a rival before? Was what was it? Asked off mic. Uh, have I ever had a rival? Hold, uh, can we? I got a pee so yeah, bad. I, bro, I got a pee too. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know we can pause. Yeah, we can pause. pause. We can pause. All right, we're back. Holla at your boy. We had a nice little break. Refill our cups with this crystal clear ice. And I had a question for you, KMF. Awesome. While your whole boxing career, I am a man of uh, Michigan. I'm born and raised Michigan. Michigan Wolverines. I hate Ohio State. If I even go to the state of Ohio, I make an effort. And I'm not kidding. This isn't for nothing. I literally will step out of my car and piss on Ohio, wherever I am. Fuck Ohio State. I have my, I'm like that guy. I'm like that rival guy. I've, I've Which love is your rivals. School? Michigan. Michigan State or University. University, baby, the Wolverines. Let's go, the national champions. Let's go, U of, of M. Of which sport? Hail to the victors. Let's all the sports. Oh, okay. Football. We, we go hard. Hockey, baseball, basketball, rowing, wrestling. I don't care if it's U of M. It's me. 
And so we hate Ohio State. We've got that rival. It feeds us the whole year. If we lose every single game, but we beat Ohio State, that is a successful year, and the coach will never lose your job. If a Michigan coach in football loses every single game during the season but beats Ohio State every year, that coach will keep their job. So do you, Cam F. Awesome, have any rivals in boxing? Did you have any rivals? You're like, ooh. Uh, first of all, I think that's intense. Yeah. That rivalry is intense. Yeah. Uh, so my family's from Trinidad and Jamaica. We don't know anything Formerly known about- as Trinidad and Tobago. Sometimes. And, uh, yeah, we don't know anything about college, like colleges, no, nonetheless, like college sports. And then it's like D1, D2. I don't understand any of it. Okay. And then there's all the conferences and divisions, and then there's bowls. Uh, You're not a football guy. I, I, I don't think I was like a. But you understand the concept of a rival. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the question. So, like, did you have any rivals? Anybody you were like, I don't care. Like, I have to be, like, I'm going to eat this kid's children. No. Uh, I made sure I never allowed. So, that when I talk about that equation, one plus two equals three, there's no room in it for emotion. God, that's where I'm at. We're on the opposite fucking polar. Like, you're on one side of the moon, I'm on the other, my and, man. And that's why. In our philosophies in boxing, you would never beat me. Yeah, I, I would. I would even if you were in a shell, I would sucker you out because your ego will just take over. But if we got in a street fight, I'd beat oh, your ass. I'd run from you. <laughs> I love it. But it's like that. E- That's the smart. You're the smart. You're the person that evolves. I'm the knuckle dragging Neanderthal that got wiped out. You're the one that that started that, using tools. They started using tools that that mated with Homo sapiens. And your genes progressed. You know there is like a a certain population of Homo sapiens with a small percentage of Neanderthal DNA in them. Correct? Yeah. They they intermingled. You know. So you were one of those Neanderthals that's like, I'm going to intermingle with the Homo sapiens. I was one of those knuckle draggers. Is like fuck those Homo sapiens. I only fuck Ooh, that and Homo then, sapien over there looking thick. Yeah. <laughs> And nope, I went extinct and my bloodline lost and yours keeps going to the awesome genes. Yeah. Damn, I'm sorry. I I would. Sorry, son. I get my, that's, like I never try to have a rival because I couldn't do anything harder than I'm already doing it. Because all I do is work off of what you're doing. So. That's interesting. One of the things that, because I'll just get overly eager and because it's a waiting game. And I want to be in your head at all times. What what kind of parents did you have? Uh, like, what was your upbringing? That has to be a part of it. What do you mean? I feel like you probably had pretty good parents that set you straight with a good mindset. And you had good examples to look up to. That's not the case. Really? Yeah. Uh, the case, what... what I got from my childhood is life happens no matter what. Right. Figure it out and keep going. All right. And but the figure it out part. All right. But there's a lot of different ways to go to figure it out. 
you know, there's some unscrupulous ways people can go to figure it out. And so maybe people that didn't have a good family home find a more unscrupulous way to figure shit out. Maybe they're like, let me let me slang some rock or some weed here. And you there. become very resourceful but, when you need to. Right. But but other people, are, you know, are now like being Olympic boxers. And I don't know. I, that's why I'm wondering. I just I think I think I was always a resourceful person. So when I saw boxing, most people would see boxing was like, OK, this is a path for me to turn pro. I saw it as this is a path for me to get to the next thing I want to get to. No, um, I get that. Is, My question was, what was your upbringing? Like, did you have both your parents? Were you guys middle so, class? Like, uh, so I lived with both parents until I was about four. Then I lived with my grandma until I was about 12. Oh, wow. My grandma, uh, she's Jamaican, and Jamaican people often like to die where they were born. So she picked up and went back to Jamaica with all my childhood pictures. So there's no proof that I was a child ever. And she went to Jamaica to go die. Uh, culturally thing. To literally just go die? Like, I live my life here, then I'm going to go yeah, she like wanna, a cat. She want to live her last No disrespect, year. but kind of cats kind of like. Cats do that? I don't know much about cats. A cats will, like, leave their house and go, like, out in the woods and die. If oh, they that's, can. That, I mean, that's kind of nice of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, don't, so, I don't know shit about Jamaicans. I like their chicken. When I was like, word. Uh <laughs> When when I was like uh, 13, I moved in with both my parents. Uh, they had moved in together for the first time to be able to like afford to have us. Okay. Because it was me and my two sisters. And uh, and then I moved. So I lived with my parents between the ages of like 13 and 17. And I moved out at 17. Where Kansas City, like New York. So I lived. I lived in New York. I came to Kansas City in like 2008 when I was like 20. Oh shit! You're from New York. Yeah. Okay. I had no idea. Why are you here? Boxing. Some dude. Boxing. It's, boxing it's in the Kansas book. City? Yeah. Uh, some dude uh, invited me to Kansas City to spar with a fighter. And who's the white guy? Who's the white guy? The great white hope. Who is our white guy? Was Tommy. Tommy Morrison. Tommy Morrison. It was Tommy Morrison's coach. <laughs> it, it wasn't to spar Tom Morrison, of course. No, he's but, been dead for yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Uh, HIV. But it was. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he he brought me out here to spar a fighter, and he brought me out here for six days, and I came out for a month, and I just stayed. Why? Uh, because I had I realized again being resourceful. He it's cheaper out here. No, he would coach me. And before I, I, I couldn't, so I won nationals like while I was working at Waffle House. And when I met him, he says, what do you need to, because I just won nationals. He like, what do you need to win? You were the, working at Waffle House? Yeah, man. Smothered, covered, sliced, Bro, it and makes me diced. sick to my stomach. Really? You know, the most annoying part being a cook is like drunk people can commentate on you cooking. <laughs> it's Waffle House. Yeah, I mean, that's what... Come on, man. Hey, it's bitch. Hey, bitch. House. Add more hash browns. Like that. <laughs> now, I was going to add more hash browns before. Now, I don't want to add more hash browns. I love Waffle House. Man. Just... Is there a better place to dine and dash than a Waffle House? Bro. Don't do it unless you're in high school. I, I had some bad... Uh... If you're in high school, dine and dash at Waffle House. It's a cultural right. Don't, don't, don't run out on the waitresses. Yes. Leave a tip. Leave five bucks. <laughs> Give them five bucks, but dine and dash. Yeah. 
if you're in high school. That's a Neanderthal stamp of approval. Wise. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where we're going with that, but yeah, I was at. <laughs> so you worked at Waffle House. Oh yeah, I worked at Waffle House, and I had the opportunity if I could come to Kansas City, work for his company in the warehouse, and dude, he allowed me to take off work because it's my boxing coach. He allowed me to take off work to fight. So the reason why I fought so much is. He asked me, what do you need to win? And I said, the only reason why I haven't won more things is I can't afford to go anywhere. And he funded all of my trips places to go fight. And I've fought and won. And it was a good it was a good uh, deal. Was he winning money on the side of you? Was he betting on you? Like, how does this? No. Is this an underground circuit? Like, what kind of? Like, what are you fighting for? Why are you fighting? Like, what what is this, like, fighting circuit that you're involved in? Uh, no. He, he just, he, I, when he invited me to move out, he allowed me to live in his house for a year for free, gave me a car, and I was like, okay, he probably wants to try to turn me pro, try to make money off me or something, and... Is that okay? Yeah, that's what people do. Okay. And... One day I was like, he said he wanted to talk about my career. And I'm like, oh, here it goes. He's going to try to make some money off me or something. And he's like, yeah, I don't think you should turn pro. And I was like, well, that was my plan in my head. But I was like, what? And that, and I was trying to figure out what, what did he, what did he want out of the situation? It's been years and didn't want anything. He just, he saw somebody with a dream and just wanted to be helpful. And of course I made his gym look good and all of that. And, uh, yeah, and he was like a uh, a positive figure in my life at, for one point. Because he was being real with you? Yeah. And then what he was like, don't go pro. I want you to go amateur and go the Olympic route? No. Uh, like, it's like you're not good enough to be pro, but you could be the best amateur. Oh, no. Uh, the thing about turning pro is, like, you can sign a paper right now and be a professional fighter. I understand. Yeah. But I'm saying to be in the Olympics, you can't be a professional. Yeah, you can't you have be, to be an amateur. Yeah, yeah. So was it was his angle be the best amateur and go that route cuz there's still money to being a really good amateur, right? No, there's no money. Really? There's no money. It costs money. Well, I Once imagine you, you would have made money had had you had you not gotten screwed over for the Olympics and you were a a, a medalist would you have been a medalist in the uh, as an American in the Olympics boxing? Like you can't tell me there's not money in that. Yeah, yeah, you get. It's like for. Uh, I don't mean the Olympic money. I mean where you can go from branding after that, and oh, what you if, can do with if, if okay, here's you get on the fucking Wheaties box, son. But you know how many Olympians there are that have the Olympian title. The thing is, they don't know what to do with it. There are a lot of boxers I see who like were Olympians. But and, you're a guy I think that knows what to do with it. Yeah, but I never got it. All right. I'm doing, but, but imagine you what you what would I'm, have done with it. Do you see what I'm building? But, but that's what I'm saying. Is that, have? is that what his angle was with you is like, you're not good enough to be pro, no. but you're good enough to be the best amateur and go that route and make money that route and go that way, be a good amateur, be an Olympian and then branch and make money that way instead of the, the professional route. Is yeah. that what he saw in you? Uh, Maybe, maybe, but my plan was to never turn pro. 
Well, okay, why? Because I never wanted to make it a career. Because one, you want it on your resume. Yeah, one, it wouldn't be as fun. Because then you have to fight, and they tell you who to fight, and you're not independent. Yeah, but with so many different boxing commissions, you can kind of, kind of. All right, like, how about this? You're and also, are you're done I, boxing. Are you done boxing? Oh yeah, I'm done boxing. You're bro. done, done. Yeah. Would you take one more fight? No. Why? What if it was a, a million dollars? You probably missed out. You probably missed out. But could you have gotten in on that? Like, uh, who's the box? Logan Paul or Jake, Jake Paul? Jake Paul. Could you have maybe like. I, angled your way towards that if you like because you're you there might have there probably might you could maybe catch in on that train if you're like yo i was an olympic boxer bubble you want everybody's questioning how you've never boxed any real boxers i'm an olympian boxer who got fucked over i'll whip your ass all over the fucking place jake like let's fucking go is I, there is there a route would you be interested in doing something like that i like them I think he's good for the sport. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm right. a fan. All right, man. You know, I try. I tried setting you up. <laughs> I tried setting you up. No, I wouldn't. It's a Neanderthal podcast exclusive of you like talking some shit and maybe trying to get paid and calling out a a Paul. No. I, Which one is it, Jake or Logan? It's, it's Jake. Jake. And the other ones like wrestling. I think that's so cool what they're doing. Like, doesn't take anything away from what I'm doing. I think it's cool. This dude, he doesn't have to. He got himself involved in a in a in a real sport, which is boxing, and he's taking it seriously. Of course, he has to fight. Nobody's here and there because this is him starting his career. Like. I understand all that. the boxers fight nobody. He's just doing it under a main stage. All right, you know. But I can see his hateability, and I actually appreciate that about him. You no, know, you know, I just you just let me down is all. I set you up. I I I I set the ball up there for you to just volleyball seven foot one Lithuanian jump up and spike that shit to someone's face, just to set up a little. No. Just to set up a little <clears throat> fight, a little rivalry. Like, yeah, fuck that guy. I'm coming at you. I'm a fucking real so, Olympian that's put it in. In the beginning when I talked about, like, being independent and all that, I like that But he, this is playing the game. Listen he's to me. playing the game. No, no. He is playing the game. I just gave you the opportunity to play the game. But that's not who I am. <sighs> yes, it is who you are. Nah. You got into boxing to play the game. Oh, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so this is the game of, like, life and making money. So what if you came at Jake Paul and, and and like made a viral clip of talking some shit because you're an Olympian boxer that got fucked over and you're going to take him off and show him what a real boxer does. Blah, blah, blah. You could have it could have been the very beginning imprints of a footprint to go after him and get paid. I don't value virality. If it gathers someone's attention and you could actually get a fight with him, do you think you could take out Jake Paul? Could you beat him in a fight? Uh, now, you know what? You are right. Because the way you fight is for points and shit, and that would bore everybody. He wouldn't take you. He can't knock you out. You can't knock him out. It would bore people, <laughs> and it would, it would throw people off of the game. 
Never mind. You saw. Yeah. Never mind. I should never have brought it up. It wouldn't be exciting. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Editing that out. I just. Yeah. I. I. Mind fucked. And I. I, uh, I don't like when fighters who are like out talk like after you retire, you're talking about who you would have beat up and what you would have done. And I hated when people would do that when I was fighting. Like I'm in my prime, and then someone in their 40s is like. Man, if I was still fighting, you you would have been doing that. And I'm like, nah. I see I see someone doing their thing. More power to them. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And it's a lot easier. <laughs> Cuz the weight of hating on somebody. The weight of hating on somebody, it is How do you get rid of it? So, give me one of your like how can I be successful with how do you get rid of the hate? How do you check that ego? Is it from, like, how did you check your ego? Bro, I do it every day. Every day. I'm still working on it. There's a bunch of things I'm working on. It's, like, intentional. I thought, and here's the thing. I am 35, and I don't have any kids, and I have a job that gives me relatively a lot of time. I got a lot of time to think. So I don't expect everybody to put this much thought into this type of stuff, but, like, I make everything, like, super intentional in my life. This, yeah, you're a real fucking dude, man. I don't know how. I don't. I look at you as like an infomercial back in the day, like this guy that's selling this fucking get rich quick scheme. Just do this, do that. I'm so happy. I do all this shit. But, like, you actually do do it. It's been two years, and you were spouting the same shit two years bro, ago. Every morning I write 10 days. I'm grateful. <laughs> I know. It's fucking it wild. Sucks. It's not easy, bro. It's A lot of times I don't feel like doing it. That's another thing that always, I told you at the beginning of this episode. You are on my mind all the time. I constantly think about you. How every day you wake up and you write something that you're grateful for. Every single day you write something new. And I... I Cam, I literally think about you more often than a human being really? should. Bro. I really do. Bro, that fuck. Thank you, man. I guess well, you really had an impact on my life. I, and I'm like, there's st- I woke up today as I did uh, 654 days ago where Cam wrote something that he is grateful and thankful for. Like, this is another day where he would have done that. What would I have been thankful for today? And I think about shit. Brother, but- you can start tonight. You can start I, tomorrow morning. I, I do, but I'm not consistent with it. I, I I do think of things, and do you write it down in a journal? So I've added to the practice since then. It's ten things I'm grateful for every morning. I write down five. I got. By the way, I got. I hate to cut you off. I'll let you. I just rode through a panic attack. I just nice. rode through that motherfucker. Respect. I got to the other side of it. You guys, you have no idea. I wanted to go to the hospital and end this podcast five <laughs> minutes ago. <sighs> I'm glad you made it through, man. I did. Uh, so I, I do 10 things I'm grateful for every morning. I'm 10? Grateful, every morning, 10 things. How? It's got to be stupid shit. And there's no, I don't understand. This is where it's going to get out. This is where you will never be off my mind. I can maybe come up with one thing every day. I can do right. that. But so, 10. So here's why. If I told you to come up with 10 things that's not going good, I bet you could do that. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't right now. What, what, it, what are you looking for? What you seek is what you find. I'm pretty good right now. 
I don't know. There's a lot I can. So, okay. So here's, here's, here's how that's, it's a very subjective thing. Right. Think about someone in your life. Who's a negative person. Think about that person. Now, does that person think that they're a negative person? Nobody thinks they're a negative person. So why would you think you're not? I do think I'm a negative person. How can we work on that? I, I, I purposefully try to be as positive as I can. And some people would say I'm positive. But to me, it's still not positive enough. Because I still let those negative thoughts and impulses uh, take over sometimes. And, and, I let, and, I, and I still just succumb to them. And I know I can do better. And every day that I don't do better, I get upset that I can't do better. And it's just this weird fucking cycle. How nice are you to you? Some days pretty good, but other days, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty good. I don't know. So the reason why I ask that, like, so when I do my journal every morning, so I do the 10 things I'm grateful for every morning, and and it's not easy. I sit there. Sometimes it takes me 13, 14 minutes to come up with 10 things. And, but I'll find the the smallest little things. Sometimes I think like, oh, that light I got, it's just even like if something was on sale, like you can find so many little things to be happy for. And you start to search for the even the smallest things after a while. And then your brain is trained to find them. It's Are you familiar with the reticular activating system? No. It's like a filter in your brain. Your unconscious mind picks up billions of bits of information, but your conscious mind can only process 50 bits about so your RES filters billions of bits of information into about 50 bits. So what you seek is what you find. If you go shopping for a yellow car, you don't find it, but you start seeing yellow cars everywhere after that. Right. It's because as soon as you told your brain you're looking for it. The same kind of car you drive, you happen to notice there's a little more yeah. Kia Optimas out there than normal. And that's that's basically it. And it's like what it's what you're finding. So if you say that I'm not capable your brain will sift through billions of bits of information and find anything and ignore all of the reasons why you are capable. And accept and, the ones that are not capable and, because and, that's that bias that your brain is trained to look for. And then you believe. So you, okay, fuck, dude. So, it's that fucking easy. Are we in a simulation? Is this all a fucking program? You just have to fucking type code into your stupid okay, monkey so here, brain? Here, here, hear me out. Hear me out. Now, if it's if it's just that simple of just typing in the code, because that's the way I look at it now. I look at it just literally typing in the code to be happy. If you don't type in the code, you won't be happy. So if I don't do my journals, I won't be happy. And if, I might not be not happy. Are you for, doing a physical journey pen, pen to paper? Pen to paper every morning. You have to, I've right? got journal on journal on journal. You have to. So I do the 10 things I'm grateful for. I write five goals or intentions. And then I also well, okay. Can I uh, can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. Obviously, I can, and obviously, you don't have to answer it. So I will ask: What were your ten things this morning that you woke up and you were intentional about? Oh, uh, you were grateful for this morning. What were the ten things you were grateful for this morning? Uh, I'll I'll try to give as many of them as I can off my head. Uh, one, I had a really good conversation with someone that I needed to have. And also when I add someone's name to my journal, 
I reach out to them that day out of context and just let them know I'm thinking about them or appreciate them. Or I send them like a, a gif or a doggy meme or something. Nice. Uh, and they, my friends know that like, it just means like, Hey, I'm thinking about you. Nice. Uh, nothing was, I, I got to hang out with my buddy, Matt Mays. We, uh, we, uh, he's my, he's my friend. You don't know who he is, but it's a cool name. Uh, and we play, we competitively play, uh, pickleball. No, uh, yeah. hockey, NHL hockey on Xbox one. We had to choose a game that neither of us are good at and play so we can be competitive. So uh, we only, we're only allowed to play against each other. Can I get in on that? We can pick a game, but I can't play. I can't practice or get. So it's, we're even, and it's really just a talk shit. Right. Uh, and it's just, it's very competitive. But if he plays NBA 2K and I don't play enough, and so, uh, so I was grateful for that. Uh, nice. I'm drawing a blank, but I do 10 things every morning. Okay. And, and this list will be, this will be on my list tomorrow morning. Yeah, I believe that. Nice. Okay, so and then things you're intentional for or goals, you say? Yeah. So like five goals for a day? Yeah, and a lot of times it's just the same ones. But eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner? No. One of the, one of them is uh hit a green light. <laughs> <laughs> hit one green light and like not cuss at a single driver. Bro. That's my fucking That's <laughs> right? That's hard as fuck, bro. I yell. I am so. I try to work hard with my kids in the car, but sometimes. But what are you angry at? Because you're not angry at that other car. It's not that car. I mean, not if he cuts. You I don't know. No, even if he cuts you off, it ain't the car. I'm just like, hurry up and go. Why are you so? I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, why are you so slow? There's other people. You're. Are you why anxious? Uh, I have. You know what? I do have something that is probably not normal. Is I have an unhealthy relationship when it comes to time. If you, if I say I'm going to be there at 12.07, I'm going to be there at 12.02 at the latest. And if I'm not there early, I'm freaking out. I'm like, how the fuck is this not going to happen? I cannot be late. I cannot be late. And if someone's late, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I I have a real unhealthy issue with time. How are you when other people are late? You got 20 minutes. And if you miss it by 20 minutes, you're dead to me. Kind of thing. Like, like. Boundaries are important to set. It it, it will. I've been reading self-help books. The very most, the most precious commodity we have on earth is time. We never get it back. It is very, very valuable. And I want to respect everybody's time. And if you say you're going to be somewhere at a certain time, I want you to be there when you say you're going to be there. Like, I'm just, it's just. Time is life. And then like, yeah, if I'm, if I'm inviting someone to do something, I want to make sure I'm super respectful of, it's just, to me, that's the most, like I said, the most precious commodity we have on earth. We don't get it back. It's spent in many different ways and it's invaluable. Like I can have a million dollars in. Do you speed when you drive? Oh yeah, eighty miles an hour. Eighty miles an hour is how I f- is where I go everywhere. Cool. I was curious why. I'm because you're 
anal about time. I'm right. anal about time, and I am trying to work on not speeding. So for the la- I'm trying to be intentional. I'm trying to add intentionality in my life until, like, so why don't you want to speed? Uh, one, because I look, I saw something about like how f- much faster you actually get somewhere when you speed. I know, and I was like, oh, it doesn't make any sense, and I'm risking getting a ticket. I don't care about that. I haven't had a ticket in 20 years. Knock, knock, knock. I'm not worried about it. So, and there's no reason. Uh, and I'm just taking a chance and risking getting an accident, swerving through lanes. Why? God damn. I'm not smart like you. No, I'm, I do, do you it understand? too. This is not, this is me trying to not do it. Because uh, my thing is like, I, I don't like having somebody in front of me. And I don't like having someone behind me. You can be behind me. But I don't want, like, if I'm coming up on you, get your ass over. You're in the wrong the fucking lane. The left lane is for passing. It's, for, it's not for passing. It's for fast fucking drivers. If you're not going t- at least 10 over, get the fuck out of my way. If I come up on you, I will ride your ass until you get your so ass I'm, over. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Move, flasher. bitch. Get out the way. I'm a flasher, so, too. Get out yeah, the way, bitch. Get out the way. And if I flash you. If I flash you, I'm like, hey, sometimes maybe you got a text or you didn't realize you're going slower in the left lane. Right. If I flash you, hey, just move over. Don't. Or, or speed up. Or speed or speed mm. up. Yeah. But don't slow down to be spiteful now. Oh, yeah. Because that, that's, that's fighting words. Nice. Then I'm getting. Cam, I'm not. I have no real formal training in fighting. I don't. I'm not a boxer. Those be the people who want to fight. I've been in road rage. I've I've gotten in fights, road rage fights before, where we got out of our car and I threw a person up into another person's car that was standing at a that was sitting at a red light. This poor little old lady, just grandma, was like, "Oh my gosh!" As I threw this dude into her car, it's irrational. Yeah, that doesn't seem healthy, bro. It's not. I was. This was a very long time ago. I'm glad we've grown. I have grown from that. I have grown from that. It was a very long time ago. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. The difference is there are these different people. There's idiot cavemen like me, and there's the fucking enlightened ones like you. How Bro, did you get there? I'm not there. This all I'm Reading like, this I'm, book by Becoming Awesome? If I read Becoming Awesome by KMF Awesome, is that going to help me overcome some of my... Uh, Faults. What, what do you think your faults are? <laughs> I just told you I I drive eighty miles an hour. Girls, oh. the speed I drive. Well, I I I think I'm awesome. My speed too. Like I'm not perfect. Everything I talk about is like like my morning affirmations and things I post. I don't. They're do not. That. They're not that. things that I I'm perfect at. These are things that I'm trying to be intentional working on. Like I'm by no means. I don't know what I'm doing. I just who keeps you accountable. So you say. Cam, you say you do 10 every single day, but I'm going to challenge you and say, I don't believe that you do. Who keeps you accountable that actually, is it just you? And sometimes you slip up and sometimes you don't and you allow yourself that, or is anybody keeping you accountable to make sure that you are doing that? No one is keeping me accountable when you say it. Uh, Yeah, no one's keeping me accountable. I do have journals on journals on journals and now they're i had them in a drawer and now it's too full uh and i'm like what do i just keep these journals forever i need to make a decision am i gonna be that person who just keeps journal forever i'm just gonna toss them away because it served its purpose uh 
but if I ever, if I'm ever in a situation where like I forgot my journal at home because I travel a lot, I'll write it in my phone and then transcribe it into my journal when I get home just so there's never an entry missing. So you don't have an accountability partner. You're just accountable to yourself. And we just have to trust that you're doing this. Who? So here's a, one of the <laughs> things in boxing. You shit. Here, here's the thing in boxing. Because like people think like that. In boxing, people be like, uh, I went running. Like, because boxing, you're supposed to run a lot and do Gotta cardio. Have that cardio, son. Dudes would be like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I ran, I ran. Jump like, rope. Who are you lying to? Who, you're only who, gonna lie to yourself when it comes to it. Because once you get in the ring, you get your ass beat. Right. And once you get tired, you can't be like, oh, oh, I didn't run. Yeah, obviously. So like, the personal accountability. I think that's. I think growing up, I knew I needed to rely on myself. Okay. And I think that's just inherent in me. Nice. But I think anybody could develop this discipline, and I'm. But would I'm attainable? What do you mean? Nothing I do is special. I'm just consistent. I just add small things to my life. There is something about you that has to be special to be able not because if it were easy, everybody would do it. And what you're doing isn't easy or else everybody would wake up every day and say their 10 things they're grateful for and set intentions on the day and be as disciplined as you. So you, you built it somewhere. So remember that equation one plus two equals three. I know the start to the one, but you got that at a very young age and and you were able to figure that out. That's not how many, how very few people come up with that. So you're just being humble to say that you're not special to have come up and to stay disciplined with that philosophy of life. And it's, it's an admirable thing. And I think you should take some pride in it because I think it's a really cool thing to be able to be a strong disciplined person to have come to where you are in life it's really thank you you are dude you are like i love these i i i can have anybody on my podcast and 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 it amazes me to get somebody like you on you to where i get to just rub elbows with some human specimen like yourself it is crazy it is so crazy to be able to do this and i it's wild. You're you're a special human being, and you should acknowledge that at, at some level. I think here's the problem. I, of course, I think all that about myself. I also think that about you. Oh no! Why like, don't you think that about yourself? I'm just a mailman, dude. Bro, <laughs> I don't know. So, so uh, because I wasn't. And I, in and the I talk. Al- I talk I, this about. I talk about this in the book. The concept of humility. I can't wait to read your book. I am going to read it. I promise you. Uh, so I can't wait. Have Have you ever looked up the definition of humility? Oh no, I haven't. Do you have your phone? Look it up. All right. All right. So All right. and and you you said you have two kids, right? Hey Siri, what's the definition of humility? Oh, it's not going to read it out loud. You sack of shit, hey, Siri. All right. Um, I can't. It won't. And while you while you look for that, while you th- while you read the definition, I want you to think about your child. Oh, uh, which one? I love my kids. God, I love my kids. <laughs> These fuckers. But do you like them? Oh, yeah. Actually, <laughs> I really like my kids. I'm very lucky, but I can understand how you would have kids that you don't like. Definition of humility. All right. Sorry, we're Googling this. Oh, God damn it. I 
got too much shit going on. Humility. I, I said humility, but I didn't give me the definition. You son of a gun. This is horrible. Uh, How bad are you at reading fr- out loud? I'm great at reading out loud. I told you I can't see shit because of my eyes. I know. Uh, freedom from pride or arrogance. The quality of state or being humble. Freedom from pride or arrogance. Okay, That's look, where look up is. the definition of humble. Uh, okay. Humble. Not proud or haughty. Not arrogant or assertive. Uh, definition number two, reflecting, expressing, or offered in a spirit of difference or submission. Uh, that's fucking wild. A ranking low in hierarchy of scale. Well, Maslow's hierarchy, I assume, presume. Uh, so the, the Latin root word for humility is the reason why the word humility and humiliate sound like the same word. It, the Latin root word is lowly. And I think we, and not not to be disrespectful to anybody's religious beliefs, but I think the concept of humility has been beaten into us that we we have to see ourselves as smaller because the idea of being humble and being lower, mm-hmm. being smaller. So if you're up here, you're killing it in life and you run into somebody who's not, you humble yourself you humble down yourself. to But here's the thing. Why can't you pull them up to where you are? Because what if we all just keep lowering ourselves to the lowest person in the room? The rising tide raises all ships. Word. So even when you, you talk about me, I'm like, you should be thinking about yourself the way you think about me. I just look at that you've accomplished a lot more than I have. So? And the thing is, I didn't do anything <laughs> I didn't do anything that you're not capable of. You just decided not to. Oh well, no, I've tried and I've just haven't gotten there. How about that? Because maybe you worked harder or were more gifted or, or just have Pro- it, probably whatever. I worked harder. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, when in boxing, yeah. If I won, it's either I worked harder or I was in an easier weight class. And we already established that. <laughs> I still think you worked pretty hard. Oh, I no, no. I'm not taking any of that away. I right. did work really hard. That's why I have it. You could have worked hard, too. And you like if you're listening to this, you're like, yeah, you can do anything if you're willing to work hard. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's going to suck and you're not going to get it right away. It might be a really long time until you get what you want. And it might not look as grand as you thought it looks. Yeah. Like I wanted the Olympics. Didn't get it. What do you think about manifestation? Do you buy into that at all? I, I, I talk to a lot of people that are like, just ban- manifest your destiny. You put it out there. You believe it and uh, it, it can come. So the whole like if you can fail without being discouraged, here's the discouraged piece. If you speak something into existence, so already said, like, if I said I'm not capable, my brain will look for look through all this information and find anything to confirm that. Mm -hmm. So if you do say if you say, like, I'm going to be the greatest podcast host, Mm -hmm. you're going to look for every reason to confirm that belief. You're not going to. And if and if let's say you don't get a podcast deal or you lose a guest or something, you're more likely to continue on because, you know, it's going to eventually happen. And if you can continue to fail and figure it out and get better each time without being discouraged because you know you've spoken into existence and it's going to happen eventually, right. you're eventually going to get it. I believe you. Like that's everything. You don't even have to be good. You just have to be consistent. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But it sucks and you have to be patient 
Then there's no shortcuts. And patience is a motherfucker, Bro. dude. Charles. Yeah, that's real. Patience is a motherfucker. Yeah. But that's the definition of patience is it's a motherfucker. Hey, if you look up in the def- if you look up hey Siri, what's the definition of a motherfucker? It will say patience. See, yeah, it just came up. Yep, patience is a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> that, and that's like that's everything. And if like just pick something you want to be really good at and do it. I'm sure if you go back to your first podcast episodes, you're pretty shitty. Uh I beg to differ. I think they're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're right. I, I I even said that back when I first started. I even acknowledge it. I was like, I know these are going to sound like shit when I'm a few years into it. I was like, I bet you I'll still even be like shit. I, I bet you it takes forever. I, I hope you look back and think you're shit in 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're growing like. That's what I'm saying. But imagine you not starting your podcast because you don't think you're going to be good. Oh, that was never an issue. I know. But like, that's but just yeah. an example of what so many people do in their lives. Like, yeah, you're going to suck at everything in the beginning. And you, you might suck to. longer than other people suck. Yeah, baby, baby steps. You gotta yeah. crawl before you can walk, baby. Yeah, that's and that's what kind of the book is about. It's like you don't have to be special; just be consistent. How long's the book been out? Uh, December fourth, released on Jay Z's birthday. <laughs> All right. I uh, also see who I dedicated the book to. Uh, how becoming awesome? How does make success inevitable and he dedicated it to neanderthal podcast and (laughs) cam f awesome he dedicated it to himself i meant to dedicate this book to me far from a harvard student nice yeah and it uh folks look i haven't read the book so i can't fully vouch for it but i've now had two amazing conversations with the amazing Cam F. Awesome. And I imagine this book is going to be great. Uh, how can people find this? Like, like how how can people buy this book? Uh, you can buy my website, camfawesome.com. Uh, or you can buy it on Amazon. Uh, Amazon.com. And you can find me on social media at Cam F. Awesome everywhere because I'm not famous enough to anyone to try to steal my name. So, And then... Hopefully we can get you in here and do the audiobook version. Get that on audiobooks.com and make a little bit of money that way as well. Yeah, I just listened to my first audiobook. So I'm going to listen to a few and kind of get a different feel of how different people do it. It's like a one-sided conversation. Uh, so it's kind of weird. Like I was saying earlier, you wrote the book. You know how it sounds in your head. Yeah, We all have that, that mind's eye of how everything sounds and looks in our brain and how you want it to come off. So you can go through your own words and just dictate it and dialect it how exactly you want. Put the emphasis on this word and that word. Question, uh, because I've never listened to many of them. Do they read it word for word off the page? Well, the, the, the beautiful thing is, Cam, it's your project and you can do whatever you want. If you want to interject... I think the listeners would get a great benefit out of that. And also, the people that read it would also be able to be like, oh, shit, 
there's an added piece in the audio version of him interjecting in certain areas. So it's going to give me an opportunity to buy this one also. I bought the paperback, but I heard he interjected in certain places. And Look at maybe you dropping business it. knowledge. And now I'm going to spend the extra 17 bucks on this version as well. Oh, okay. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Man, thank you for that. Sure. <laughs> it seems common sense to me. But yeah, anytime you want, let's get that set up. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh also, I'm I'm not always like super positive. Just want to like make that throw that out there. Uh, okay. But it's 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 very intentional. I surrounded my life around this. About positivity? Yeah. Cuz you want to take a break and keep going? Or do you want to end it? Oh, whatever's clever. It's up to you. Do you got more time? Yeah. I just got to really pee. I got pee too. All right. We're on the same clock. All right. And we'll get you out. We can come back and get you out of here. Right. I see you looking cool. at your watch. Oh, no. I just looking at messages. All right. Hold on. Oh, I had something. I wanted. Where, where were we at when we took our little break? Don't remember. <laughs> but I'm sure I was very passionate about it. All right. Like, so I remember seeing you recently at a comedy club. But you're just kind of hanging out with the other comics at the comic table. Are you, is that something you're pursuing? A career path? Or what's your comedy chops like right now? Are you trying to look at that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been doing stand-up comedy since 2012. Uh, took a break during the pandemic. And uh, I haven't been doing it as much as recent. Uh, but I, well... During since the pandemic, I have I haven't been doing it. Now I've been doing it more as of recent. Okay. And anytime I can, I shop. I stop off and try to support other comics and go to their shows because like you want people in the seats. And do you have a ten or fifteen minute set or five minute set or something? I have I have a fifteen minute set I'm comfortable with. Okay. Yeah. Can we see you out there? Uh yeah I know doing fifteen minutes somewhere or ten minute whatever. Yeah. Uh. Nothing coming up. I have nothing on the books right now. Okay. Yeah. Will you go to like an open mic? Oh, yeah. I still still go to open mics. I try to go open mics a a couple times a week. When I go to other cities, I go to open mics in their cities. There's a website, badslava.com, and it shows like all the open mics in every city you go to. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was thinking uh, Slav Life. This is Slav life. Have you guys seen that shit? No. Shut up, woman. You are my wife. Get in the kitchen and cook me. This is Slav life or whatever. Like, it's... (laughs) Slav is Slovakian uh, rap. Shout out to Slavs. Yeah, uh, the internet's wild. Is it? Yeah. I, I I have to protect myself from the internet, bro. As far as, like, finding shit on you? No, no. Like... Stop seeing like crazy shit on my timeline. Ooh, like what? I don't know, like what's in your algorithm? Car crashes, anything like that. I I try to keep that out of my algorithm. So I do what I call puppy resets. I do that. Yeah, I just go search puppies, puppy and videos. Just like, yep, like them and puppy funny video. Yeah, just I think car crashes. I see. I there. I hear people of finding car crashes. Uh, beheadings jihadist type videos but i never i can never find that shit and i've kind of looked just because i'm a little bit curious minus trucker stuff okay and and it might be because i travel so much and the phone has an algorithm to think i'm i'm a a truck driver but i don't know 
Dude, I've been seeing some wild shit of these uh, cave cave explorers, but they're like, it's not like a cave where you like you can stand up the whole time and walk yeah. through these caves and find it. These people are squeezing in oh, these I tiny tunnels. They're going at like all these crazy different angles where. I mean, you have to be like five foot seven, 160 pounds or less to be like squeezing yourself through these fucking weird. I I don't understand it. Uh, So these people, these people are, they have like the GoPro stick that's like three feet in front of them looking back at them. So their arm is always up and they're, and they're going through these tunnels where it's just barely big enough for them. And then the that my algorithm keeps getting the ones of these kids that get stuck and they end up dying that way. Where they get they like find themselves in an angle that shoots at like a ninety degree angle head first, but they're stuck at the hips. And so they're, you know, like what like a ninety degree position and they're stuck there for hours and hours and hours until they die with like a claustrophobic area, barely any light, and then they're stuck, and then they get these rescue crews <coughs> that come down there and put, like, pulleys on their legs and wrap their legs with, like, rope and with a pulley system and try to yank them out. And it's, like, so much pain on their legs that they can't handle it. And even if they even if they can't handle it or they don't handle it, they still try to drag it. They're, they're so stiff at that point that they can't bend and get out of that fucking hole and then you have like their parents like these are like 18 19 year old kids doing this shit and then their dad like is like never been in a claustrophobic environment before or in one of these cave mining hole systems and like the dad's like well i have to go to my kid and be there for him and so they shimmy their way through this fucking dark ass tunnel squeezing their body just so they can kind of like be with their kid in their last moment in this dark tunnel. And that shit's fucking dark to me. I'm like, you raised this kid and he wanted to be this adrenaline junkie. I don't think my parents would have showed up into the cave. (laughs) I, I would, I would hate it. And I'd be crying and pissed off the whole time at the same time. Be sad and pissed off. My mom would be like, who told you to go be up in the caves? Ain't nobody invite you to the caves. Yeah, <laughs> but you have to like be there for them. Like, but ah. but the thing is, like, because my mom was like that, I knew like, okay, don't go to the caves. So like, how do you become the way you became? Because I knew you don't go to the caves. All right, I got I I've got multiple jobs in this life with my two children. I have a boy and a girl. I obviously have to keep her off the stripper pole. And obviously now I have to keep him out of going spelunking I mean, in these tight crevices. Wi-Fi is a new stripper pole, by the way. What do you mean? OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. I mean, same difference. I got to make sure she's like, you know. Yeah. Find a more respectable path. Shout out to the OnlyFans girls. I've had them on the podcast. Uh, I'm not mad at you. I don't hit the game. I like it. I just don't want it for my daughter. You don't want your daughter to be a player. <laughs> You know, I just, you know, I, I support it. I just don't want my daughter to do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a good dad. <laughs> no, that's real. 
Maybe. No, I am. <laughs> no, not not maybe you're a good dad. But like actually, no. I don't know. Actually, I'm seeing OnlyFans that are more because I've seen a few people post OnlyFans, and I was like, oh, I didn't think that person would ever do that. And it turns out it's not, like, X-rated content. Right. It's just but their it's life. It's implied to get that first month subscription at yeah. least. And Ooh, like, oh, I went to high school with this chick. She was, such how a, how she was is, so quiet and always in the library. How is OnlyFans even a thing? Like, all of the porn is free. On the internet. Oh come on! You know why it's 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 out there. I Ca- would, capitalism, like to see that person. Like, oh my god, this is my bartender. I fantasized about this chick. How many times when I went in there to order a, a, a an old fashioned, and I love the way she puts the cherry in there and just the amount, the right amount of bitters and 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 every time she bends over and gives me that little wink and nod. I think maybe. Let me go check her OnlyFans out. I'm like shit. Someone's a subscriber. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just painting <laughs> I'm just painting the picture of someone that might be into that. No, well, you painted a beautiful picture and I never considered it in that light. But I think if it if it makes dudes less lonely and and women get to make money. Hey. I think simps need something too to kind of quash their inhibitions to maybe go a little crazy. Oh. What's a simp? A simp's a dude is a scrub, as TLC would say. A scrub oh. can't get no love from me. A simp and a guy can't get no love from me. A simp will always pay my bills, but I'll never give him shit because he just can't do it for me. I just freestyled that shit. Put that on a fucking wax right now. Bars. I think a simp is just, you know, a simp's like a dude that can't get laid or has a real hard time talking to chicks or be confident or to have any kind of luck in that department. And oh. so they go different ways of like, I'm going to follow you on Instagram and like every single post you do, knowing maybe if you just knew me, if you just knew me and who how cool I was, you would date me. But they don't have, you know. If you just see my like Ninja Star collection. Right. Fall in love. Yeah. A simp is just kind of an awkward dude, probably a little unfortunate looking. They just can't. Get there with the lady. Has a hard time with the ladies. Oh, I think. Oh, okay. I I see like I see that being called like on the internet, and I'm like, oh, I'm am I too old? Where I don't know what that means. Yeah, well, I think on the internet it's more even like goes a little bit further. Where like it's that person plus they're giving money to the women online, like the e girls, like oh. the Twitch girls that are streaming in a hot tub, in a bikini in a hot tub, and they're like, oh. Here you go, uh, Bella, Bella Del, Bella Daphne, Bella Delphine. There's some super. There's an E chick, like a famous yeah. E chick. Anyways, like, yeah, they'll just give her money for whatever. How much have you given her? I've never given anybody <laughs> anything in that regard. I've never yeah. been that guy. I've never had an issue in that department. So like, even going to strip clubs, I was never. I I'm can't like, I don't have to pay for it. It's like, it's, well, I don't, I don't get it. It's, fu- yeah. I don't get it. Not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. In my mind, I'm too like tight with my money. Literally, I'd rather go money. I'd go rather go to the roulette table and put it on twenty three, than give it to some chick that's like taking her bra off. A big deal. 
Yeah, it. I everybody's seen your tits. I never got the. I mean, to each his own, but I never got the concept. It's literally throwing money away. That's yes. my least favorite thing ever. Do you know how frugal I am? I, that's me. The concept. I've never been to a strip club. I, strip. I'm like that with that and fireworks. I don't spend money on fireworks either yeah, for the same exact blowing reason. Money up. You're literally putting your money to, on fire and exploding it. It's not that entertaining to me. But like some guys, like, like it's a flex. I'm like, how much they spend the strip club? I'm like, but like, couldn't we like huh? put down on, like, I don't know. But that's where my brain goes. Yeah. Cam, this was awesome. Let's yeah, end man. it here. I don't want to, I feel like we've gone a long way. We've gone off the rails a little bit. Again, for anybody, uh, let me give you, before we go, let me just give you a little bit of shit. As uh, I could never box with you or spar, but I can go at you with a little bit of uh, fun. Okay? Your very last video on your YouTube channel, uh, what is it called? Awesome, MrAwesome.com. What is your YouTube channel? Uh, Cam F. Awesome. Oh, Awesome Talks. Awesome Talks. That's what it is. Your very last episode was three months ago talking about how you're going to start a podcast and why people don't start things. Yeah. That was three months ago. You started something and you didn't continue after that. Yeah. What happened? I realized it wasn't the thing I wanted to do, but I started it. Well, get rid of it then. Take it off there. It should count for something. I did it. No, you didn't do it. The whole point of that was saying you do stuff to do something, but you didn't do it. Starting it isn't doing anything. No, starting is the hardest part. The hardest, no. the heaviest weight in the gym is the door. So you open the door and then you turn back around and you've, you're accomplished? For about two weeks, uh, it was a couple months ago, for about two weeks I would just go to the gym and I would stretch and do sit-ups. It was bullshit sit-ups. Stretch and do sit-ups and play on my phone in the gym and I would just go home. And I did nothing, but I was trying to get myself in the habit of just going to the gym. And eventually God I started doing stuff there. Cam F. Awesome. Listen. I started this episode thinking, you know what? If I could call somebody out, maybe you would be my, you could be like my coach. Teach me how to box, right? And I could just, like for content and just to start beef. I don't know who it would be. I'd have to think of like a local podcaster and call them out and we'll have some Or beef. her. Or no, her. I'm not going to box a female. <laughs> well, you should, just, you're just nodding your you head. Option, man. Now, I'm why just would giving it, you no, options. Li- well, no. Ladies out here are tough. They're not that tough. I'll be. <laughs> Listen, don't sucker me into this. And, but saying, anyways, man. the more I'm talking to you, the more I want you to, to coach me to beat somebody and to box somebody. Do you know who I would think I'd want that to be? Who's that? You. You'd want to box me? I want to. You are pissing me off. No, you don't want to box me. You man. are pissing me off, Cam. You got so much talent. You're just like, oh, nonchalant. Like, oh, I'm like laid back. Like, I think I want to box you. <laughs> <laughs> Why box me? You're like, I, I go, like, because I, I'm, I'm checking you on some of this stuff. Like, you started your podcast. You're like, I started it. That's the hardest part. That's like opening the door to the gym. I'm like, opening the door to the gym and just leaving? No. You have to go in the gym and actually work out and do some shit. Anybody can open the door to the gym and you're saying that's successful. I'm not with it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I want to be on your side, but like the more and more we get in this world, I'm like, all right, 
I think I want a box camera, just like. But it's because you have like no ego, and my ego. Is oh, like, oh, I have <laughs> no, no, no. I have such an ego, but okay. it's so checked. Like it, you're so. It's it's a lot of work. You don't check. have any rival. I'm like, all right, listen. I want to like you, and I do like you, but you get me to the point where like I want it, to fight you. It, it, what purpose is I there want, having a rival? I, you know what? I just, you're and, just and, pissing me off. And you know what? And so I want like no judges because I don't want these these cheap shots. I'm going to knock you out. I'm putting you so, down. <laughs> here, here, there are people who would if you ask them say, "Oh, I have a rivalry with Cam," but those but people, you don't have a rivalry with them. To me, they don't uh, exist. It's nah. It's I'm not a part of that. Right. In in my head, you're not Michigan or Ohio State. You're like Michigan, but with like Penn State. Penn State's like, or or, or how about Michigan State? Michigan State's like you're our rival. It's like yeah, but you're our little brother. Our rival's Ohio State. Yeah, it's not really a real rival. Right. It's like we know what's going so on. So you here. just got a bunch of little brothers. You don't have a rival. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. There's, yeah, there's there's one guy that beat me twice. The only guy that's ever done that. I never beat him. Never felt like really? Yeah. Him? Was he better than you? Yeah. And so that's how you accept it, and it's not a big deal? He was just better? Both were very close fights, but in that during that fight, yeah, he was better. Were you like, if I could have worked out two weeks more, I could have had him? Or if, or if I fight him immediately afterwards, I kind of I got a feel for him, like I know what to the, do now? The first time... I was getting. I got so good at that mental fighting thing. I was beating everyone with that, like the mental thing, and I would mind fuck somebody before the bell would ring, and I'd be, I'd want. And he. What was your last fight? Uh, the Olympic trials for Trinidad and Tobago. Okay, twenty twenty two. You said twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. So four years ago. Yeah. You've put you've put the gloves down. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I. Uh, actually, what was your last? Was your last match just like a spar, or what was like your last like real? Oh, I I sparred with somebody in the gym, uh, uh, like twenty, twenty twenty one, but then in twenty twenty two, uh, I woke up with a detached retina. Oh damn! Yeah, but I had already retired, so it didn't really. Is that why you can't fight now? Like, is that? that, that I mean, I could, could probably that pop out again. Doctors. Fighters still fight with it, but okay. it just solidifies my reason for why I need to just keep my ass away from it. You wouldn't go one more with like a local podcaster? No, because it's <laughs> no one thinks about the f- like everyone thinks about the fights when they think about damage, but it's all the sparring you do to prepare for the fight. Well, we won't spar <laughs> during during camp. I mean, I will, but you won't. <laughs> <laughs> I've never boxed anybody before, but. Yeah. You're really pissing me off, Cam. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. Well, I'm gonna. So here, here's how sneak in. There. I'm gonna get inside. I'm gonna learn how to get inside, and I'm gonna <laughs> throw a Mike Tyson uppercut from my. Papa. <laughs> I love your sound effects. Thank you. And at one point in this podcast, <laughs> you did like a whole professional wrestling thing. I love that too. <laughs> I really could never fight you. I'm just throwing. I'm I, just trying to have fun. I know. I'm, and I would never fight. <clears throat> However. I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> nah. I'll Peace. get in your head too. 
that I'll make you run away. I will make you run away. So that's the only thing. We're not even going to picture. We're not getting a picture together after this episode. I'm going to make you run through that front door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I used to always think because I like. Uh, this dude who used to beat my ass every time he saw me live at the end of the block. And oh, real life, like, real, real life uh, in elementary school. And they would let me leave school 15 minutes early so I can get home before he got to me. Really? It was that bad. It was like on site anytime he saw me. And I thought that was a thing everywhere. <laughs> so like growing up, like I was always afraid, like people who just want to fight me all the time. Oh, uh, and that's part of the reason why I got into boxing is like, cause I was afraid. I was like, I need to learn how to fight. Defend myself. Holy shit. I didn't know what anxiety was. That would be pretty fucking ang- anxious to know you you are on site no matter what. What was this guy's problem? Did you ever get to the bottom of it? Why he had you in his crosshairs? No. No. And like. Just didn't like the cut of your jib. I would like tell my parents and like. They would say something like, oh, you better wash the dishes before we call him over here and beat your ass again. Are you fucking kidding so, me? So it was like at home it wasn't oh any God. better. Oh, I can't imagine. I'm walking home with my son every day if he tells me that. And I'm like looking to I, get into it with a I, fucking eight, 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 10-year-old. As in the, I'll smack a 10-year-old up. Like, man. I was thinking like we should be going over his house and beating his whole family. Ass. Right. Like, that's what I would think. But... See that would—that's the dad you have in me. That's what we would have been doing. That Ohio State, Michigan shit. We would have <laughs> choked a fucking family out and lit their house on fire. Yeah, like you know. So I got that, you, son. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's why I like my brain works the way it was. So like being anxious and wanting to be good at fighting—that was important to me. All right, we're but getting somewhere. Did I didn't realize that everybody. Like, I didn't realize that, like, that's not a thing. That's like, not a thing. Yeah. Wow. And that's why I'm so, like, anti-confrontation. Like, I don't no, like fighting. No, I should be. As much shit, I'm just talking and having yeah, fun yeah, here. Yeah, like, hey. uh, My son, he's 10 years old, and he was talking about, he's kind of scared to go to middle school next year for fights and stuff. And he's like, you know what I'm going to do if, if somebody wants to fight me? I'm like, what? He goes, I'm just going to turn around and run away. And if people say I'm a chicken, he's just going to say, that's okay. I ran away from a fight and didn't lose. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that was not me. <laughs> I'm glad you think like that because that is the smart thing to do. Like, I want him to do that. Yeah. And I I will. I have no pride to, like, I'll run, fight, because I know I can fight. I'm, and I think once you know you can fight, you, you got nothing to. to prove to anybody. Yeah. Of course, you can be any sucker uh, podcast host sitting down talking shit. Of course, you can but whoop their ass. Like, you also, can be anybody. It, like, it yeah, takes one punch to get knocked out, too. Right. So really? you, you land one punch, even if you don't need to know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, and like Mike, people Mike get put Tyson, to sleep all the time. Mike Tyson says, you know, everybody's got a plan until you get hit in the mouth. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and being... Being a big dude, no one really bothers me. So, right. I'm, you look perfectly capable of defending yourself. No one's gonna. There's easier targets than KMF. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't fuck with you yeah. until I am right now. You son of a bitch. <laughs> When's the date? 
I'm coming after you, you son of a bitch. You won't go after one of the Logan Pauls or Jake Pauls? Why does everyone hate those dudes so much? Because it's money. Because it's money. Who's money? They're just making money. Exactly. That's how you make money. You talk shit. You build a a little bit of a reputation. You talk shit. You play the game. And then his followers and your followers are like, oh, this guy's talking shit. And actual Olympic boxers like, fuck you. You're not boxing anybody. How about you box a real boxer? I almost had the Olympics but fucked over. You make that storyline huge up there. I'm fucked over. I, I dropped the ball a couple of times myself in anyway, 2016. All I'm just saying is you put that narrative out there and you get people behind you. And then there is a there's a marketing strategy in a way you can go to where you can Build up a fight, a pay per view fight. I, I understand and how it them. works. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and you can get paid. Nah. Everybody wants to get paid. Nah, I I thought that. And then you would get to box them, and that that could be your retirement box. Yeah, I beat Jake Paul. Hang it up, like ooh, hang yeah. it up. Million dollar baby. Yeah, nah. million dollar baby. There, there's so many. There's so many washed up retired fighters. Who just throw shade at people who are still fighting today. I'm like, if it's over for you, you don't get to talk about it anymore. Well, that's why I think they're just trying to, that's their desperate comeback. Yeah. And I don't, and I like a comeback story. Comeback stories are great. Well, I was afraid that I would try to have a comeback story. Uh, and then my eye happened. I was like, okay, good. <laughs> Give you an excuse to quit. Yeah. I was like, it, I can focus on what I want because really, I, I did everything I did was just for like a career because I always saw people on TV. They made a lot of money. I don't want to box you. I want to MMA fight you. That's definitely not <laughs> Not going to kick me to sleep. Yo, yeah. when I got suspended for a year for the boxing in 2012, I went to a kickboxing thing to see, see if I would just do that to keep me sharp for the year. And I saw a dude get kicked to sleep <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to just, I'm going to sit my ass down for a year. <laughs> It's a whole other art. Yeah, it's it and it's art. And that and those dudes are tough. I can the, the boxers. A lot of boxers I fought were tough, but I didn't see myself as like a tough grit guy. Like I had the mental stuff down, but these like dudes who roll their shins, right? Yeah, no, I'm not built for that. That's not that's not who I am. Yeah, I'm not that guy. Wow, and I respect those guys. I'm like. Was there anybody you wanted to fight? Who's there like, were you ever daydreaming like, I, I'd like to fight a Manny Pacquiao or a Floyd? Uh, a Triple G? I don't know. Was there anybody that were like, that would be cool just one time to see how I really stand against someone like this? Or or no, or, or maybe a lower... Uh, I just want to go to the Olympics and see how I handle the amateurs. Joe Fraser. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think I want to see how if I could trick him into falling into my ideas and like my plans, my my style. I mean, <laughs> if he hit me, he'd kill me, but you're just hoping not to get hit. That's the plan. And you can do that. Yeah. That's your specialty. That's You're really good at not getting hit. Until I get hit, I'm like, hey, that shouldn't happen. What happens when you do get hit? Is that like, what the fuck was that? Like, what's the hardest you've ever been hit? I was fighting in, in Kazakhstan, and 
I got hit with a with a punch. It was a BS punch, and the ref stopped it and gave me an eight count, like I was dazed. And I was like, because it was the number one guy in the world. And then the second round came, and he hit me with a shot. And I remember having the thought, maybe I can go back to community college. <laughs> As I, you got hit, that was the thought because I was like, this is. <laughs> I stepped outside of my body for that moment. And I was like, this is not the career path that I need to be going. I Every did, decision I've ever made in my life has ended I, me up to here. The, I could have gone to community college. The And then I learned like when you get hurt or knocked out, like <laughs> you, you fall because your body's numb. And it's not like when your feet goes to sleep. It's like when your feet goes to sleep, but it's not tingly. And I realized my whole body went numb. I didn't know where my feet were. And I'm looking down. I'm like, okay, they're still there. And I made the step move and I saw my foot move and I was like, I'm not getting an eight count. Where's that eight count? I need the ref to like step in and like held on to that dude for dear life. And I ended up like regaining my, my stuff, but that was the hardest I've ever been hit. And yeah. What did that, did that, did that make you like, re- that obviously made you rethink boxing oh. as a whole. Did you ever want to box out? Like, what are you, are you just like, in terrible fear when you're holding on to him like oh my god mom help me like what's going on through my, your head as you're holding fear, on to another man my fear was <laughs> my fear is always to get like knocked out unconscious that was always my fear i didn't want that to happen and Do you have I, a strong chin uh yeah but i never wanted to test it i didn't see any value in that you're right there's some guys who are like yeah i can take punches i'm like yeah that's not that's not a flex yeah, I'm trying to remember my grandkids' names. Wow. I can imagine. I've been I've been socked one time hard as fuck. I was in high school. I was a shit I was a shit talker. Big surprise, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, it seems I don't think you picked this up overnight. I've yeah, I've been a shit talker my whole life. I can remember This is one of those instances in your life that's just imprinted on you, and I can remember every detail like it was fucking yesterday. He's a super senior. You know, he's a big... All right, listen, I'm a white guy, so I... It, what, it, it wait, comes this with, whole time? Hey, man. It comes with more emphasis from where you're like, it was a big black dude, all right? He was a big black super senior, he, yeah. which means he failed senior year and had a repeat senior. We're playing basketball together. I loved basketball. I I was talking some shit to him. He's like, all right, come one-on-one, do a, do a layup thing on me, whatever. And so I come up, and I know I'm going to do fucking score on him. I got him all fucking day. I come up, I'm going to fucking sky up over him, and he sticks his front out, front leg out and kicks me. Kicks me in the middle of the air. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> and I threw the ball at him sideways, you know, just as hard as I could. He came up to me, mind you, a week to get a week before this, he beat some dude, put him in a wire jaw. He fucking come. He, you know, I go, motherfucker. I go, you fucking are soft, bitch. You think you're gonna make it in the NBA one day? Fuck you. He hauls back before I can do or any say anything. Just socks me across the mouth, Damn. as hard as he fucking could. I fucking took it, like a fucking champ. I said, all right, and then I walked away. Yeah. I mean, that's probably best to do it. And then I called my dad. I said, hey, I don't feel good. You need to come take me home. And I did throw up. That's called a concussion. Yeah. But I 
took it, went home, and slept for the rest of the day. <laughs> like yeah. felt like shit. But that feeling of being punched and like going home and just like having to take it, I don't want to experience that. That's why I don't fight. And it's like, so you don't experience that. You just have to take it to the next level. And I'm not willing to take it to the next level. I was a freshman. He was a super senior. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Right. And that's why I took it. And but just I, walked away. It's like, all right. The thing is, like, I love that that happened. He just had to hit you once. Like. What am now, I going to do? Yeah. But the thing is, you know what it's like to be punched in the face. That's a lesson. Yeah. That's a lifelong lesson. I've been punched in the face. There was this dude named Warren. I was walking in, like, he had a do-rag hanging out of his back pocket. Oh, no. And I just snatched it. And it oh, ripped, no. It ripped his do-rag. And he turned around. I'm just holding it in my hand. Oh, shit. And he looked at me, turned around, and he just you know what punched happens me next? in the face. And I was like, okay, that happened. Yeah. And uh, justifiably. And, you know, now I don't touch on other people's stuff. <laughs> yeah. I learned Two a lesson. Especially. Yeah. <laughs> thing is, like, yeah, that, that was a that was a lesson I learned. Yeah. Never grabbed another do-rag again. Right. Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. And I try not to start shit with people much bigger than me. Yeah. Which I feel like you. that's probably not the first time it's happened. Or the last. Yeah. I got to read your book, and I got to get my ego in check. Cam, this was awesome. Thank you for having me I on again, I appreciate you have, like being here. It's it's really cool to get someone like you on my podcast that's willing to come take their time and just sit down with me for a little bit, like that's accomplished as you, that's, that's reached the upper echelon of what a human being can a- achieve, whether you accept that or not. It's really amazing to have... An incredible person like you grace me. To be I appreciate you, you, brother. Man. I really don't want to fight you. I'm just giving you <laughs> shit. Man. Truce? Truce. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you can kick my ass. <laughs> yeah. Anything you want to say before we get out of here? Uh no, thanks for having me on. This was uh this was this was cool. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Cam F Awesome. Uh at Cam F Awesome on IG, TikTok, Twitter. Uh and actually if you have any questions, uh I'm curious somewhat you're curious about. So yeah, reach out, ask a question. Reach out, and coming soon, the Cam F. Awesome Becoming Awesome book will be available on audiobook soon. Yep. Bye. Leave me the fuck alone. Uh, Neanderthal, hardest podcast in the world, you stupid ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs>